nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at TomBernardShow.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18-hole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to TomBernardShow.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. TomBernardShow.com. Keyword passport. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app. And anytime, on demand, wherever you get your podcasts. One of the greatest things so far in the show, this is the uh, this is day, what, 15 of the show. One of the greatest things that ever happened is that I was talking back and forth to him about, you know, feeds, sending audio, and then t- talking to the microphone, all the rest of it. But I figured out something. If I'm ever going to say something positive about the show, like I, I said, I, I told Rudy about two minutes ago, I thought yesterday's show was really great. You guys did a great job and all the rest of it. But first, I made sure that Brittany couldn't hear me. That's I prefer it that way, too. <laughs> you don't want to hear anything about it. <laughs> no, I like to just... Uh, I, I think some of my charm is, uh, is not knowing any of, the, any of the details. Rudy, when's the last time you said, you know, some of my charm... It's just being ignorant. Yeah, I actually fed her that line, so yeah. Oh, you did? Okay, Okay, so good. I'm Mm -hmm. glad to hear it. You know, some of my, you know, one of the great things about me Uh, is... The things that everybody likes about me is (laughs) my relatability. Well, I'm sure that's true, actually. What? I mean... The the, the people like you because of your relatability. I think that's right on the money. Well, I wasn't trying to be accurate. Um, would you guys do me a favor, though, and get off your ass? Because I noticed between uh, participants and guests, we only have seven people on today. So would you get off your ass and start get something done? I know. I was like, this is going to be the easiest show I've ever done. It's, it is. It's amazing. I feel like I'm just going to have... And, like, most of these people I just sincerely really love. Yep. No, I agree with you. I've been working with them for years and years and years. And... Uh, we are going to set a brand new record because uh, KQ fired Bob six different times, so I want to fire him at least seven more just to get to 13. What do you think? He'll keep crawling back. Sandy! Who doesn't love Sandy? Oh, wait a minute. He's on in a couple of minutes. You can probably hear me already. I know. you got to watch out. I've never y'all. liked you. Yeah, you do. <laughs> no question about it. Any big news that I should know about that I, I've been looking through and it just looks like, uh, you know, everybody's still pissed off at it. I, you know, I, I still think that's very, very funny that some people want to be angry uh, apparently, because I, I am in such a good mood. This show has done so much for me already. The support it's getting. And by the way, Bilski <clears throat> called in this morning, and he said he loves the show, listens to it every day. He loves the family show, and he said people are calling him, telling him how much they love the show. How nice is that? That's awesome. What time did he call you? Oh, we were on the phone middle of the night, what, about three in the morning, maybe? No, he called me about a half hour ago. Okay, I was like, what time does he get up? It's only seven, listen to you. It's it's 7.30, for God's sake, when he called me. It wasn't like the middle of the night. I was like, I didn't know if you guys had like a standing 5 a.m. phone call. Like, what? He called called me on the bat phone, that's what it was, absolutely, (laughs) it's a direct line. 
No, but he said uh, he everywhere he goes, you know, because the one thing he did tell me, he goes, you know, Tom, I don't know how many years it's been now, but when people meet me and, like, I give them my credit card, like, you know, when you give your identification in certain business transactions and all that. Yeah. He said almost everybody look at his driver's license and then they go, Bilski. <laughs> <laughs> You've cursed him for life. I've cursed him, no question. Anything big in either one of your lives? Anything going on? Uh, a couple of shows. I'll be taking some vacation to go to Disney, but uh, tonight doing a show with uh, your guys' friend, Brian Miller. Oh, lovely. Brian yeah. Miller, great guy. Really good guy. Mm-hmm. We should have him pop on once in a while. I know he's on other. He's on with Sandy, isn't he? I think. Yes, he does uh, San Severe's podcast weekly. But yeah, he it would be so fun. We'll have to have him in studio. Really good guy. Yeah. So where where were you last night, Rudy? Uh, last night I was just I was at Sisyphus Brewing. They got a uh, they got a Thursday oh, yeah, night sure. show down there that is outstanding. That is a hot the, room. Who's the big rock you have to push up the hill though at Sisyphus? <laughs> <laughs> See what he did there. Because there has to be uh, one. There was. His name is Sam. and uh, <laughs> which, okay. which, by the way, great name for a bartender. Yeah. Sam the bartender is a good name. Mm-hmm. No doubt about that. Yeah. Does he look like Ted Danson? Uh, you know, uh, a little... You know what? 180 from Ted Danson. Um, okay, he's, never mind. He's actually the George Went of Sisyphus Brewing. Oh, yeah. I love George Went. Yeah, man. That, used to roll through La Crosse, Wisconsin all the time. That's what I understand. No, no he wasn't from there, though, right? No, I believe he just kind of would hang out. Like, I think he actually lived in Chicago, but on his travels from the Midwest, he would always stop in and eat at a restaurant called Diggers. Well, that's only, what is that, about 100 miles from Chicago? Uh, It's a little bit more than that. I think it's, yeah, I think it's probably about two and a half hours. So you're probably looking around 150 or so. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I I didn't know that. I don't know it was that far, actually. So, because Milwaukee from Chicago, how, how far is that? Oh, you're looking at about 75 minutes if it's early morning yeah. with no traffic? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Pretty that's close. What I, that, maybe that's what I was thinking is uh, confusing the position of Milwaukee, Milwaukee and, and lacrosse, I guess. But, yeah. See, I'm one of those guys. I'm not a Minnesota guy and a you're a Packer fan, so I hate you. I love Wisconsin. I always have, always will. Love Wisconsin. I'm a big fan. And, true. and Iowa, North Dakota, South Dakota, spend a lot of time in all five states. We're pretty damn lucky growing up in a five-state area like this. It's got everything from, I mean, you go from the Badlands all the way to, uh, to Lake Michigan. That's pretty damn impressive. Mm-hmm. All my, all my stepdads are from Wisconsin. So All my stepdads <laughs> are from Wisconsin. It sounds like the beginning of a country song, the way you said it, too. <laughs> totally all right. All my stepdads are in prison, mm-hmm. and I... Mm. Yeah, you gotta, if it's a stepdad, it's got to be in prison. That's just how it is. Uh. That's how life works, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you guys, you guys must have had relatives or friends that went to prison, don't you? It's not as relatable as you think, Tom. It's uh Well, maybe not. Yeah, you might be right. <laughs> Let me shit on your point. My dad went to prison. There you go. Oh, okay. Oh, see, so there you go. Two-thirds <laughs> of us go. have relatives so, in prison. Uh-huh. Rudy and Tom, shoulder to shoulder. Brittany, once again, on the outs. On the outs, yeah. You're not involved. Get out. I've Go to I've, prison or get out. I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> trying to end up in prison, are you? It's a, it's a the long con. Yeah. Ooh, the, oh, I like that, the long con. Uh, yeah, I, I just, what I do when I get up on this show now is I kind of look through all the headlines of yeah. 
the local shows and the net. Well, that's what you guys do. I mean, obviously producing the show and all that. But you look through and it's like negative, 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 negative. <laughs> like, oh, like, do you have any good news? Yeah, you got to search. It's a lot. Okay, I have a question for you guys because I don't want to read the story because it's too damn depressing. Because first, first of all, they were going after apparently Christians. If you were a Christian, you were a horrible human being, and oh my God, Christianity's horrendous, and Jesus, you should do something about it. And then all of a sudden, everybody's going after Jews. No, oh, the Jews are horrible. My God, it's just horrendous. Now this morning, there's been an attack on a Jehovah Witnesses Hall. Oh yeah, the, the Germany shooting. Is that what, what you're saying? What the? What is? What are we doing? Oh yeah, that's. I, th- I think seven have been killed in there. It's yeah, it's yeah. bad. So what is this attack on skin color and religion thing now? What what's are we trying to just go back to the old days? Is that what we're doing? Uh, I don't know. Is, do you what, understand this at all? When you say the old days, like what are you referring to? Like the 1800s okay, when everybody I, hated each other. I thought you meant like I mean. the 70s or something. I was like... 1993? <laughs> like, In 93, yes, 93. I, like, I don't know what you're re- referencing. Yeah, no, I don't. It's just wild. It's it's so sad. It's debilitating. It, it really is. And, that, and we do have to go through and look at the national headlines every day and the local headlines. But every day, it's some other religion getting attacked or some other skin color getting attacked or orientation or this... Would you leave everyone alone? You don't have to deal with anybody you don't you don't want to deal with. You have the friends you have. Why aren't you happy? You see, you, you got to look inward and go, I'm the one that's not happy here, right? Oh, so true. I mean, there's Think no... Think they'll ever do it? Well, that's not seeming like the course for some. Well, let me put it this way. And, and it just struck me just now. I have no... Well, Brittany, I've known you for a long time, and you're a pretty middling person, but... I had no idea what Rudy, to this moment, I have no idea what Rudy's political views are. I don't care. Good for him. Whatever you believe, you know, fits you nicely. You're not a prick about it. So I don't care what religion you are, what to, what your orientation is, what your belief in it. You know, as long as you live your life, I don't, I'm not going to go up to you. Well, what the hell do you believe in, Rudy? What kind of politics have you got going? Well, I practice Santeria. Okay, well, so, that's different. Then. See, look, now we're all learning a little bit about each other. Yeah. Now you whip you, the chicken around your head? <laughs> I'm like Joe Boo from Major League. Right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, you're right, man. I'm, uh, I don't need to give those things. You know, no. I'm keeping to myself. You know, look, an example. There are two people on this show, and I won't name them because it's none of your damn business unless they want to tell you what their political affiliation is. But there are two people on this show that are very dear friends of mine. I love them both. One's very conservative and one's very liberal. I'm not going to tell you who they are. You can figure it out for yourself anyway, obviously. But they're both on the same show. They're friends, as a matter of fact. So if it can happen on a dizzy-ass podcast, why can't it happen in the world? Right? We should just make the world a podcast and the world would be a better place. It would be. A mo- <laughs> At least we'd communicate then. Absolutely. See? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was talking to Robert Blake last night, and I pointed out that Brittany's on the show, and all of a sudden he dropped the phone, and he apparently it killed him. I have a f- that effect on men, so. <laughs> well, you're dazzling. I mean, that has a lot to do with it. Uh, the, my charm relies on murder. Um, how, how <laughs> okay, wait, but I, I, no joking aside, how, how? what happened? How did he die? Oh, I'll click on it right now. Okay. Just a, They could, hey, by the way, 
The people at Newser, you guys ever go on the news site Newser? Uh-uh. They have a front page with all the headlines of the stories and all the rest of it. And then you yeah. click on them to get to the story. You know, you know that whole deal. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't pick a worse picture of Robert Blake oh, to put it, up there. Was it bad? He looks like he's blown up a balloon, but there's no balloon. Oh. He's going like, like that. <laughs> like, I, I need to get uh, some professional photos for when I die, because I don't want you idiots picking. <laughs> it ain't going to work, because we're going to find one anyway. It's going to be like mid-sneeze me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mid-sneeze Brittany. I like yeah. that. Allegation that he killed his wife overshadows acting career. Robert Blake has died at 89 years old. Robert Blake, the Emmy Award-winning performer who went from acclaim for his acting to notoriety when he was tried and acquitted. See, I didn't remember that he was acquitted in killing his wife. When she shot to death in a car, right? Yeah, I think so. So he was acquitted. I didn't know that. So I have a question for you. Is this America or is it not? Because if you're acquitted, you're not guilty. Correct? Yeah, correct. So why do people hate him? He was acquitted. He proved that he didn't do it. Right? Yeah, yeah, it is a weird thing when you hear stuff like that. Uh, when you know, like uh, when they, they reference, we'll just say uh, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy yeah. Carter, one of the most you know, I, I don't know what word you'd want to use for it, but uh, you know, it's viewed as the worst president of all time. It was like maybe you could have just left that out of the article on <laughs> his, Jimmy Carter. Yeah, his yeah. obituary yeah, this we, time. Yeah, we don't need to put that in on the you know the star of Beretta. Just just the fact that he was Robert Blake and he died and this thing happened. But you know, when OJ dies, I imagine it's going to be OJ Simpson. It's not going to be beloved football player. It'll be. Acquitted yeah. for murder. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's a very good point because he actually, I believe, did do that and beheaded yeah. people and all the rest of it. And he was acquitted. So maybe you do have a point that nobody believes he should have been acquitted, but that's not really my choice to make. So mm-hmm. I let it go. Don't worry. Yeah, there's right? other charges they can mention in there that he wasn't acquitted <laughs> for. So we're okay. That, are you talking about OJ or Robert Blake? Because OJ both of them had a little attitude. Yeah. OJ. Yeah. I mean, you guys, like, at least they still say he's guilty in some aspect. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things about Robert Blake is many years ago we had him on the show. And I don't even know how many. God, it must have been 35 years ago, something like that, whatever. What an attitude that man had. I know. You ever talk to him or, or hear him on an interview where he got a little off the off the edge there? I, I'm pretty sure I w- was on air with him with you, or maybe I've heard yeah. your your interview enough. But um, yeah, it's like call you're you're not in a position to be this ridiculous. I will also tell you as we move along in the day, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah, Robert Blake, they're going after him, and but he's dead. He's 89. See, he's dead now. So let it go. Yeah. Right. He's dead. Yeah. Let it go. You don't want to ruin your own life over this, do you? No. I'm not yeah, planning to. <laughs> well, no. I mean, you're even keel as they get. Uh, that's my appeal. That is your appeal, isn't it? <laughs> uh, can I tell you how many uh, messages I got last night about dicks up my nose? I want oh. to thank you all so much for that. To tell you that, that was my I... entire night is responding to, Tom, did you actually say you put dicks up your nose? Oh, to tell you that that made me laugh, like just living my life yesterday... Like, mm, yeah. probably four times where I just started laughing. Um, yeah, that was a highlight of my day yesterday, for sure. Okay, so <laughs> go back a few days. Um, by the way, I can actually breathe through my right nostril, so what Donald told you on the air, told us on the air yesterday, worked. Donald, I love you. You're the best in the business. He told me to put Vicks up my nose, but you have to remember, two days before that, I called Brittany by the wrong name. 
Uh, the day after that, I called a, a caller, a listener, the wrong name. I would get to about 90 minutes into the show, and my brain would just, because I was taking this medication I'm not taking anymore, and it made my brain, you know why that is? It Does it just try to soften the pain so much your brain doesn't work properly? You know, I don't know why that happens. I would love to find out, though. Like, that to me is very interesting. Like, why would, it's? I think, an antihistamine and an expectant yeah. make your brain kind of wonky but it sure does and it's funny too it's like you're like you know i did these things and i'm like you're explaining things that like most people i.e me and especially my mom beverly do constantly my mom calls me the wrong name constantly (laughs) so like tom all loopy is usually people's par so you're fine one of my favorites of all time rudy i grew up with uh there were five boys and two girls in the family and I don't know why they did it, but my mother and father named the boys. And they were going to name the girls Roberta and Rebecca, but then one of her friends stole the name Rebecca, so it was Roberta and Victoria. So Because she didn't want to name her baby the same as her buddies. or I don't know what the hell it was. So the girls were going to be both be ours, and the five boys were all T's, Terry, Tom, Todd, Tony, and Troy. But the downside to that is that whenever she'd get pissed off at one of us, she'd have to run the whole roster oh, to get yeah. to your name. Oh, yeah. Terry, Tom, Todd, Tony, Troy. It's <laughs> the speed in which moms can say every wrong name and get to yours, and also you oh, can't yeah. even acknowledge it because you're, like, in trouble is hilarious. Yeah. yeah. I miss her every day. I, I will know. tell you that. My grandma once just called me Shoe. Couldn't figure it out. She was like, you... <laughs> Uh, Chase, Randy, my shoe, knock it off. I was like, all right, I guess shoe is the, that's what we're going with today. It's the cutest shoe. nickname. Shoe Savage, hey. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Hey, a little traffic information. Let's go to shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's so cute. That works for yeah. me. But yeah, she would go, oh, d- damn it, Terry, Tom, Todd. Uh, she would just go down the list until she got to the actual person she was talking to. Your mom is a saint, but she did that to herself with all those T's. Like, yes, she did. Uh, we had a dog named Brooke, and Brooke and Brittany were far too close in names because it all of a sudden oh, be like, sure. Brittany, out of the trash. And I was like, I'm not in the trash. Oh, Brookie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> See, you catch all the hell. Mm-hmm. Just how it is. We already have to take it. My God, just to be around the two of you stimulators, we're already through the first. <laughs> Shut up. You're so annoying. What? I was giving you a compliment. Yeah. Get away from me. Listen, I have to go put dicks up my. <laughs> you- I'm not kidding you. I. By the way, that's the other thing Bilski told me is people are calling him going, what did he just say? I, <laughs> highlight of my day. And I have a child who I love, but highlight of my day. All right. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of psychopaths, Sani is up right after this. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has a patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with the brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread, the MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. Say goodbye to tossing and turning and flipping your pillow over in the middle of the night. And more great news on the MyPillow 2.0. Buy one, get one free offer with promo code TOM. MyPillow 2.0, with its temperature-regulating technology, is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. 
Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square to receive the MyPillow 2.0 buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code TOM or call 800-516-5146 to get your MyPillow 2.0s right now. When you need someone to listen, a lawyer you know and trust. If you've never been in an auto accident, it's hard to know what to expect from the insurance adjuster. Here are some tips. One, if they talk to you about whether or not you should hire a lawyer, it's a good sign that you probably should. Two, it's illegal for them to give you any legal advice. They aren't lawyers and they aren't licensed to practice law. Three, if they tell you that everyone involved in the accident is at fault, they're wrong. This comes from the belief that you're at fault for just being on the road. That's nonsense and not supported by any law. Finally, remember that friendly adjusters are often just gaining information. They want you to do most of the talking so they can file their report. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in a collision. But if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw Brian. Will they find a home? Sponsored by Geico. Sarah wants a yard. My own little paradise. Brad, however, hates yard work. The only thing I hate more than cutting the grass is paying someone to cut the grass. Compromise is tough, but these two won't have to compromise when they bundle home and car insurance with Geico. It's easy, and they could save even more. In the end, Sarah and Brad found a great home with a yard. A very, very small yard. Time to get it done. And I'm done. Bundling without compromise at Geico.com. This is Bob Sansever, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think of that action? 722 now, 22 minutes at 7 o'clock. Uh, I, I saw one more headline before we move on to Sandy because that's why I look at the headlines. Not the stories necessarily, but the headlines. You know, we already talked about they're talking about indicting Trump, which if he's guilty, he should be indicted. If he's not, they'll he'll get off it. So it's going to work itself out one way or the other. There's yeah, ex-roommate of Santos emerges with new allegation. But my favorite headline of the day so far, are you guys ready for this? Mm-hmm. My favorite headline of the day, Mexican president says, and I quote, what fentanyl? <laughs> He's trying to say that none of the fentanyl from China is going through Mexico. Really? Is that why they've caught him with what, about 75,000 pounds of it coming across the border? Uh, what fentanyl? <laughs> he literally said, what fentanyl? That's <laughs> okay. funny. Uh, let me put it this way. How about what sports? Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyer. Seeking justice for the injured, contact Bradshaw and Brian at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Minnesotapersonalinjury.com, Bradshaw and Brian bringing you Sandy. 
Oh, hey, am I eligible for that thousand dollars? I put the app on very early. I can barely so, hear you. Oh, God. Oh, he was. We literally tested this a second ago, and I'm like, "No, you sound good." And then when we got him up on the air, it was like, "Oh, wait a minute." He, now he sounds a little hollow. He did sound. He sounded. That was probably the best I had heard him a minute and a half ago when we and were off air. No, nothing has changed at my end. Well, it's not on so, this end. I have a question for you. Yeah. Are you in your studio? I am. Well, why don't and you I'm use doing, one of the microphones? I am. You're on a microphone and it sounds that yes. bad? It's got it. Okay. Somewhere between here and there, there's an issue. Can you hit a different button, Rudy? No, unfortunately. Oh, no. I love that question. No, it's Rudy's yeah. fault. Yeah, hang no, on. Let, 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 me, let, me, let me bring up the good and turn down the suck. Hang yeah, on a second. Can you yeah. hit a different okay. button? Hey, you know button what? That's pusher. That's great. He finally figured it out. You're so funny, Bob. <laughs> well, well, it's not we at my your... end. Well, it is at your end, Bob. I'm here to tell you it's at your oh, end, and it's because you you got, you know, you went and bought a box of Wheaties, and that mic came as a gift inside. <laughs> Tom, Tom I, I mean, I do interviews all week with this thing, and there's never an issue. But you want to call me back, with, I'll, or I'll call Rudy no. back? How do you no. want to do this? No, we don't need to call it's you back. Right. We'll just turn you up as high as we possibly can. How about mm -hmm. that, Sandy? Okie dokie. All right, we'll turn it over now to Bob Sansevier, who apparently is in solitary confinement. <laughs> no. All right, you want to hear? You want to hear what's going on in sports? Yeah. How about uh, how about Kuroka, uh, Kaprizov? Gone three to four weeks. They, you know, the NHL gets away with calling him lower body injuries. Well, he got his knee tweaked the other day, and now it could be three to four weeks. He accounted or has accounted for like forty-one percent of their scoring he's been involved in. So there will be an impact to the Wild, who had just pulled even in the uh, Central Division, you know, for the lead. And now we'll see what happens with that. And speaking of hockey, a very exciting high school hockey tournament. Edina wins in overtime, 7-6. Minnetonka had to win in overtime. It's just, uh, I mean, the things are really popping over at the state tournament. Creek Durham Hall beats Maple Grove 3-1. to one. It was a tight game until the final few minutes. And Andover beats Lakeville. So as oh. I don't recall there's ever been a year when the high school hockey tournament was not exciting and fun for people. It's every year. It is. You're so, right. It's a great tournament. And i got to be honest with you, Louie Nanny's a huge part of that. Oh, God, he's been doing it, what, 500 years? 500. I think it's exactly 500 <laughs> years now. Absolutely. He, uh, he, he is. There, I remember, like, 15 years ago, interviewing him for the Pioneer Press. Well, maybe this will be the last year I'm involved. Right, right. Yeah, he is the state hockey tournament. There's no question about it. And I, I he got, agree. He got to see his kids and his grandchildren play. Pretty soon it'll be great-grandchildren playing in the tournament. Yeah, that's very true. But it's great to hear. I, every year you're right, Bob. It's one of the great events of being a Minnesotan is the state high school hockey tournament. And... It's always a good sign that spring's right around the corner when the hockey tournament starts, right? Yep. And, you know, baseball is coming, obviously, and you've got yep. uh, the Gophers getting knocked out of the Big Ten tournament. It's that time yeah. of the year. 7054. <laughs> it is. Now we got to see know. if they fire Ben Johnson. They did it to Lindsey Whalen, which was really a bad move on the, uh, the Gophers' part, this Mark Coyle. Uh, so we'll see what happens with them. And that, does anyone really care? about Gophers basketball anymore. They've lost, I've, I have, I've lost interest. 
couldn't care less about. I used to be a huge basketball fan of the University of Minnesota Gophers, women's and men's teams, but I'm sorry. It just, that team has sucked for so long, I can't stand to watch them because it, it's too pain. I love them so much, it's too painful to watch them suck. You know what? Okay, Clem had guys who handed in papers about the menstrual cycle, but at least they won. <laughs> exactly, Bob. It's always a price that? to pay. <laughs> yes. And, uh, hey, I want to note, because you know that you know him as well, and I didn't make it because I had a, uh, I had a school board-related meeting, and then we had something for my daughter with 4-H. But Bob Hagen, we had a retirement party for him I last him. night. Great, great guy. Great guy. And, uh, and he, you know, he had sent me something this morning because I thought, look, we got to, because he loves pizza, maybe almost as much as I do. So I said, well, mm-hmm. go for pizza sometime. And he, he put me in his speech, and I said, I don't even care if you mock me. I'm honored to be in your... Think about all the people he could talk about over 30 years, or whatever right. the number is. And uh, so I'm honored to have been in his uh, his farewell speech. I have a question for you. Was Royce yeah. there? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure he was invited. Yeah, oh, I, absolutely, because he and he and uh, been great friends forever. I know that. <laughs> yeah, so I, a lot of players came. I know that. That uh, you know came from out of town to be part of it because he really, I mean he he is the nicest uh, PR person that I've ever met. I mean there's other ones great that Quinn certainly had in the, the, the wild, but he was just a great guy and he was a great representative for the Vikings and still could be, but you know decisions get made when new people come in, which I don't understand quite honestly. I don't understand that either. Bob Hagen was great at his job. He worked his ass off. He was terrific. I, I don't understand that at all. Well, you know, sometimes player or some new GMs, new coaches, they they somehow think that well, the guy is gonna, you know, he worked for different people. So I I don't really know. I don't know what yeah. the whole story is, quite honestly. You know, so but he was terrific at his job, and he. I mean, he yep. coached or he worked under Denny. He worked under, you know, he worked under every coach, I think, going back to Denny. I think he was there when uh, when Jerry Burns was still coach, too, as an intern. Uh, yep, yep. I think so, you're right. Anyway, there's, uh, there's that. And how about, speaking of football, uh, well, there's the Aaron Rodgers thing. He'll sign a year for the Jets, then become the Vikings quarterback. There's that. You know, it's, it's following the script of the uh, Brett Favre and – this the whole thing with Cousins, where this guy could make another ridiculous payday. I've been saying this to Tom for weeks. Tom Brady gave money back so they can bring in players yep. that can help them win a Super Bowl. Is that what Kirk Cousins does? Nope. He just wants another huge payday and doesn't really care about having players around him as long as he gets his money. He's, He's never been a big he... Cousins fan. Well, he's not a winner. I mean, he can, he's can. he got a lot of talent, but he can't win. He's never been a winner. <laughs> Hence why I'm not a fan. Yeah, there you go. There's that. And then there's Colin Kaepernick just doesn't want to disappear. Oh, what a prick. Did oh, you God. see what he did to his parents? Yes. yes. Okay. What an he's asshole. Oh. White parents. He throws them under the bus and you know, talks about having a problematic uh, childhood and basically called his the people who raised him, racist. He did. He called his parents racist, and they did. Yeah. They gave up their lives for that son of a bitch. And he turns up. What a horrible human being that man must be. And, I, I don't and, get it. Uh, it's hard. I mean, one of the things he he put his hair when he was younger in cornrows. Yes. And his mom said, according to him, "Oh, your hair's not professional. Oh, you look like a little thug." Well, 
okay, even if she said that, you want to, you know, you, you need to throw her under the bus for it. And the mother, even, I think, even admits, well, they just were doing what they thought was, yes, they were doing what they thought was best. Yep. Oh, God. Uh, you go out of your way to help someone. Give, 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 whether it's money, a roof over your head, the, a loving family. That's still not good enough because we're not the same color. I am getting so sick of this skin color battle, I can't even tell you. Look, well, we need he, to work together to make it better. That's what we need to do. What more does this guy want? I mean, he, I right, he gets drummed out of the NFL. He claims he was. Nike gave him an, an enormous deal. He's making tons of money, but he's, he has to write a book so he can throw his parents or the people. Yeah, the parents. They are his parents. The people who raised them throw them under the bus. Well, and where, when did it start? I, and that's the same thing I told. You know, there's a certain person in the building right now. I try to tell, you know, Brittany's husband, she's going to turn on you. But, you know, yeah. this all well, came from Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend or wife or whatever she is, you know. This, this all started yeah. with her. Absolutely. That's my understanding, too, because she was an activist and she turned him into one. Yeah, both couple of pricks. Go away. Just go wherever you need to go to be happy. How about, I want you to be happy. Go where you need to be happy, right? Yeah, it would be nice, but it's there's no happiness in this guy's life. Disgusting. Absolutely well, disgusting. It's like right. Minnesotans knowing they got another few years of Kirk Cousins. There's just no happiness. Although there Why are do you keep bringing that up? Are, are you trying to annoy me by bringing him up? Is that what you're doing? Well, you know what? Okay, here's what annoys me about him. <laughs> He was brought, he was the missing link, the one piece they needed yes. to get to a Super Bowl. How many Super Bowls yep. they played in, and won since he got here? Zip Zero. Yep. Yeah. He, so, and, uh, one last thing about him. May I? Mm-hmm. Of course. It's the Bob Sansevier hour. Oh, stop that. He is the Denny Green of quarterbacks. He will do put up good numbers in the regular season and fall yep. flat in the postseason. You're 100% right. No doubt about it, Sandy. We love having you on. You know, and by the way, Rudy, did you make a couple of changes in the in, in midstream on that interview? I did not. Oh, then Bob, were you working the mic a little closer? Okay, Rudy hit the button. He just uh, doesn't want to admit Yeah, it. the button, mm-hmm. the one button he was holding uh, no, out yeah. on. The one button. Like I said, no. Bob, I'll just bring down the good and then turn up the suck when you get on. And the second <laughs> you get off, did. I'll turn. I'll I switch it. it out. Yep. How demeaning is Bob? Hey, hey, Rudy, push the right button. Push the button, Rudy. (laughs) You know what I think it is? I think Brittany was messing with the button. All (laughs) roads lead to Brittany, don't they, when it comes to blame? As well they should. (laughs) All right, Sandy, we'll talk to you again on Monday. I live for that moment. And I, Tom, I had my phone off yesterday, made... I made a note to myself, put it on so you don't miss the call. Like Monday. You're a good man. You're a good man, right. Sandy. Have a great weekend, fellas and gal. Bye, Bob. Love you. Bye-bye. You too. Bob, shut up. I'm trying to read your promo here. Sandy. <laughs> is he off now? He is. I love that guy. Oh, I he's love him. He's always been. Yeah, he's one of my favorite people in the world because he's. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, settle down, Bob. He's got such. Relax. He's got such a big heart, and it's annoying he because does. I want to hate him because me and him bicker like crazy. <laughs> Always. Always, and then at the minute I'm like, can I bring a bunch of kids to your farm? Yeah, 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 anytime. I mean, he just I know. with open art. Love that guy. I hate how much I love him. I agree. Bob Sansevier Sports, sponsored by Bradshaw and Bryant Personal Injury Lawyers. Bradshaw and Bryant Personal Injury Lawyers, bringing you Bob Sansevier Sports here 
on the morning show. And now, yet another KB in my life. Catherine Brandt wasn't enough. I had to add Kristen Burt. What the hell was I thinking? I don't know, but I'll tell you what I do for you. I come straight from my red-eye flight to the Tom Bernard Show. Are you in Florida? I'm in Florida. Oh, are you warm? Um, it's so much warmer than California. <laughs> it was crazy in California. I'm really excited to be in humidity, honestly. No, I understand that. So so basically, you're up uh, around the villages, right? Don't, aren't most of your friends in the villages now? They live there? <laughs> we're just here for one night, and then we're headed to Jensen Beach tomorrow. Where's Jensen Beach? I don't even know that. It's by Stewart, Florida, on the East Coast. Oh, Okay. So that you said that's on the West Coast or East Coast? East Coast. Yeah, I thought so. Okay, Stewart. I know yeah. where Stewart is now that you brought yeah. it up. So, yeah, it's. I know. I you know. I say about three, four miles from there, some sometime of the year. But I know that's a long way to travel. Yeah, but um, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't been there. My mom has a new house there, so it should be great. And you know, I'm happy to be here because guess what? I literally landed like an hour and a half ago. No way. Oh Thank my you. God. Dedication. Really? I took a four-hour nap. Yep. So what is that, like about a six, uh, six-and-a-half-hour flight? It's a four-hour flight, like four hours and eight minutes. That's all from from yep. Los Angeles to really? That was it. I took a nap. <laughs> well, that's weird because from Minnesota to, to Palm Beach International Airport is about three-and-a-half hours. Why is it only a half-hour longer because you're twice as far away? I don't know. It was so fast, though. Jetstream, really Jetstream like worked in our favor. We were about twenty minutes early too. Hopped in my Uber and like woke up my husband. I was like, "I'm here." <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Well, while, while you were flying, uh, I, apparently Robert Blake missed you so much that he died. But you he know. died. I, I want to talk about this though because I was living in Studio City when the murder happened there. Ooh. His, of his wife, Bonnie Lee Bakley. It was crazy. And if anyone knows Studio City, it's a small community within Los Angeles. Nobody gets murdered there, I'll tell you. So when she did get murdered, it was like, what? And this never made sense. I mean, he, of course, was acquitted. But he eventually um, was found um, liable in a civil suit. Originally, it was $15 million. They cut it in half, and then they settled privately with Bonnie Lee Bakley's family. But they never caught who the other killers were. Really? I, it's hard to believe. Hard to believe. I wonder who could it be? <laughs> <laughs> it was outside of a restaurant, wasn't it, Kristen? It was outside of Vitello's, which is like, and if anyone knows, it was on to Hunger Drive. So it's this cute little strip of um, Studio City. They have a couple of shops. They have a couple of restaurants, but otherwise it's in a residential area. So it's a really cute neighborhood and it is so quiet after like 8 p.m. there. Even with the restaurant there and it's open till like 11 p.m., there are not murderers running around that neighborhood, especially in 2001. I mean, we're going back over 20 years. So... I mean, he said he went in, you know, to retrieve his gun that he left in the restaurant and then came back out. And the gun that he had brought with him to the restaurant was not the gun that killed her. It was another gun. But they think that it was possibly disposed. There was a construction um, dumpster down the down the street and they didn't mm -hmm. check it in enough time. And it had been cleaned out. You never know where that gun went. Never going to know, are they? 
they're never going to know. And, and what a lot of people don't remember is that Bonnie Lee Bakley and Robert Blake had a daughter. And she was only like 11 months old at the time. In 2019, she came forward and did a really deep dive interview with the Los Angeles Times. So go and read it. But she just talked about all of the childhood trauma that she had. The Mm -hmm. family never took her to see Bonnie Lee Bakley's grave. She didn't even know where her mother was buried. And she didn't really go on that search until she was 18. Um, And she's just trying to like undo all the childhood trauma that she suffered. God, isn't that amazing? What an amazing story. See, what we're going to do, uh, Rudy and I have already decided because we both had such sterling uh, relationships with our fathers that we're never going to bring it up together. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too much. Yeah. Honest to God. Yeah. So this young woman, unfortunately, has to appear because her father killed her mother, the way it sounds in any case. but Allegedly. Yeah, that, oh, allegedly, yes. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, I mean, he That's... was acquitted, but, you know, uh, and, and but the interesting thing, too, to that that story is that it was reported that he had approached several stuntmen in the industry asking if they would kill her. So, oh, I mean, a God. lot of signs certainly point to him. Can you imagine doing that? A, Say, Bill, <laughs> while you're packing my groceries, you have any interest in killing my wife? <laughs> what? <laughs> You know, and and he he never lived it down, of course, because that that murder followed him the rest of his life. What's really interesting is that he went on the Pierce Morgan show years ago when he had taken over, I think, Larry King's spot. And they got into a huge fight on the air. It is worth looking it up on YouTube. Um, Robert Blake gets so mad at Pierce Morgan, he calls him Charlie Potatoes. You, Charlie Potatoes. And it's... What? What does that mean? It's such mean? a weird, like, Beretta kind of, like, fight you would hear in the 1960s. But it is worth falling down the rabbit hole and watching that interview. Well, is Piers Morgan Irish? I don't think no, he's English. He's, he's English, English yeah. Well, that's what I thought. But Charlie Potato was an Irish thing. I know. I mean, you just watching it is <laughs> unbelievable. And I mean, like he is like Robert Blake is like ready. I mean, he is so f- he's fuming. He's so angry at Pierce and Pierce. I, you know, that's his job is to get a rise out of people. Anyway, that's his style of journalism. So I like him. It's hilarious. Charlie it's hilarious. Potato. I'm gonna start calling Brittany Potato. Now we're talking. It's the nicest thing you've said to me all week. Not my whole life, actually. No, he's just. I have a question for you. All right, let's hear it. Okay, this is this is a a reality show question, but this Vanderpump Rules thing has gone on and on and on and on. This whole scandal. Yeah. But I want to know who do you think, out of all of this drama, is going to wind up on Dancing with the Stars in the fall? What a great question. I think it's going to be Ariana. I think it'll be Ariana. She's got a dance background. She's been, and she is the one who has been betrayed. I don't think, I think people think that this is going to just kind of blow over and we're going to be okay with Sandoval and Raquel, a.k.a. Rachel. Um, But the end of the day is like right now we are all champion Ariana, the one who was cheated on and she's so likable. I think she is the one. Yeah, this is her big like redemption story of like, especially if she wins, she's like, I showed you living my best life. Exactly. Great question. Oh, you've, you have all the best insight. I try, you know, but I have a feeling that they're probably chasing after her right now because season 32 is just around the corner. So <laughs> 32. Season 32. That's of so wild. But it's it's such a small show that it's now on Disney Plus and they're going to have a new studio as we talked about yesterday since they're getting booted out of Television City. 
And right now, I mean, real news outlets like CNN have what is Vanderpump left and right. Is this just something that you have to keep your nose down and follow along as us reality stars or just a reality uh, fans are also with? It was shocking to me that the New York Times covered this story about two or three days ago. (laughs) I know. I tweeted it out because I was like, I cannot believe the New York Times is covering this. But it has become such a huge story that changes about every 30 minutes, too. So it's really tough to even write an article about it because all of a sudden you write it, you publish it, and you need to do an update. Oh, wild. Which I know Tom is following ad nauseum. He's on TikTok watching every single moment of the scandal. I wouldn't go on TikTok if you gave me the business. <laughs> no way I would ever think of going on TikTok. Ugh. I know, I know. Well, one thing I want to mention, just because it is um, Oscars weekend, and I know you won't be watching, Tom, but something that I think a lot of people should know that I think is kind of interesting, because a lot of people complain that award shows are too political. The Oscars were approached by uh, Ukrainian President Zelensky. And he asked to appear on the telecast. And for the second year in a row, they turned him down. So you can really, I know, which I think is a great idea, honestly, because the audience is saying, hey, we don't want to hear politics. And the show is listening and they're saying, okay, we won't give you politics. Now, you can't control what people say in their acceptance speeches. However, at least the show is trying to lean into just movies. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Now, two things before you go, because I know you have to hit the road a couple of minutes. Something just happened to me, which is so odd, because, you know, I'm in a separate booth and all the rest of it, and my wife is right down the hall with Jude, our dog. Now, Kristen and Judy, I, I don't think... Well, Rudy, you've never met Jude, I don't think. I haven't, no. I, didn't, I don't I think he's Jude been... I see Jude on social media. Judy! But I'm sitting here, and you're talking to me, and all of a sudden, this thing slithers along the side of my leg. I didn't know he was in the room. You know how weird that is when you don't know another living thing's in the room, and all of a sudden, it starts moving across your leg? (laughs) Oh, I was married. (laughs) Oh, well, see, that's a whole different (laughs) argument right there. That went well, right? (laughs) God, that was weird. All of a sudden, it's like, what the hell? Oh, it's Jude. Okay, never mind. And the other thing I wanted to point out to you, as I know that it bombed horribly and nobody went saw it, I absolutely loved um, A Man Called Otto. I loved I thought it was a wonderful movie. What was your favorite part about it? The whole thing, the whole idea that people, you know, again, I'm big into this because I am so sick of whining and pissing and moaning of people. Let's come together, shall we? We're, we got some... Well, there's a Mexican woman. I don't remember her husband, if he's Spanish or... He, he might have been, like, from Spain or something. I don't remember. But there are all these different people in this different neighborhood. There's a black family, a white family. There's a transgender involved in the whole situation. The whole, And it never becomes the most important thing about the movie. It's just, look, we're all just people. I love that about that movie. That's about right? community. That's what it is. I thought it was true. Well, first of all, um, Truman Hanks, Tom Hanks's son, plays him as a younger man. I thought he did a great job. I thought he was terrific. What do you think? I didn't love. This wasn't my favorite Tom Hanks movie. Um, no, I understand it's not your favorite, son, yeah, but it was a great movie. Well, there's there's a lot of talent in that family. Although, oh, yeah. except for that one random rogue <laughs> Hank. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh well. no, Tom! Have you seen that? That's one of the Hank's sons. He's 
Chet Hanks. Oh, Chet Hanks is He's everything. like a rapper and I'm sending you clips right now. He's like the anti-Tom Hanks. It's amazing really? that he and Rita Wilson produced this child. <laughs> no, I tell you, if you don't tear up watching the end of A Man Called Otto, I, I and uh, by the way, it was originally called A Man Called Ove. It's from Sweden. The book was written in Sweden. Um, I, I just love the message of the movie, that he's just this crabby old man who is heartbroken because his wife died very young. And uh, she died while she was pregnant, so he lost his child as well. And how he deals with it, he's got this just crabby-ass attitude. But he's actually a very loving and warm person. I, I thought it was a terrific message. Look, we're, look, there's all of us here, and nobody hates each other. What do you think? It's Isn't an a great message? world. We are the world. We are the children. What, I'm going to sing the whole song. What do you think? All right, well, go out and get drunk, sister. You're on vacation. I'm not on vacation. I'm actually working while I'm here. I have to work today. I've got, I have to wear Oscars on Sunday remotely, and then I'll be joining you guys on Monday. You going to Disney World? We're not, actually. We're just going to spend time um, by the beach and relax. You know, the only, only reason I ask you that is you live right by Disneyland, so why would you go to Disney World by traveling halfway across the world? I did go to Epcot in January when we were here. So oh, this is our second crazy. trip in a couple months. Now, is he coming back home with you now? He is. He is done. The tour is done tonight. And then I will have my husband back home after two months. That's wonderful. I'm glad to hear yeah. that. Well, you've done a hell of a job. We're three weeks in and you haven't fired me yet. So that's good. I love it. Well, I'm right, having fun and that's all that matters. You sound great. So I don't know where you're where you're calling in from or how you're calling, I'm calling in, from but from a hotel room. <laughs> really? Well, you sound yeah, great. Yeah, can you see the bed? Wait. No, I can't. Only yeah. one who can see you is Ruth. Okay, yeah, now I... we have an HR problem. You're showing us your hotel bed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> My husband exactly. went to breakfast. He didn't mm. want you guys to see him in it, like half asleep. Well, mm. so he hey, like, I'm going for the free hotel breakfast. Tell him to break a leg, Kristen. Good luck on his last performance. I will. Thank you so much, you guys. And I'll talk to you all on Monday with Oscar Scoop, which I know, Tom, you'll hate, but I'm in. No, 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 no. As long as, as long as I, I can just remember the movie that I watched, A Man Called Otto. I, I, I Seriously, it was a huge bomb. It did no business, which is typical of me to really love something like that. I, didn't, <laughs> I don't do it on purpose. It just happens. You're the alter alternative programming guy. This is when, you know, they, there they you go. bring out a Marvel movie and then they bring out A Man Called Otto. You're that audience. Yes, I am The Man Called Otto. You're absolutely right about it. So thank you. And then we will talk to you next week, sister. Sounds good. Thank you. Have a good weekend, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, the lovely and talented Kristen Burt on The Tom Bernard Show. We'll be right back in a couple minutes right after this. Tom here. Why should your business work with my friends at North American Banking Company? Here's Minnesota hockey legend Winnie Brown of OS Hockey. North American Banking Company has really allowed our business to grow over the years because whenever we have a question, we have the convenience of being able to walk in or we know exactly who to call to get things done. To learn more about North American Banking Company, go to nabankco.com. That's nabankco.com 
or visit any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Do you ever Google yourself? Are you happy with what you find? Or is it cringy? Are you a business owner or on your company's marketing team? How do you feel when you Google your own place? What do you see? A non-updated social media page you don't even remember making? Ads for your competitors? An old-school website with outdated information? Hubbard Interactive can help. They can do it all for your business. They're a Google Premier Partner, so they can use search engine optimization to get your click results higher. They can build a 21st century website for you that communicates all the right things all the best ways. They've got a photo and video department to make your business look sharp, plus social media, influencer marketing, podcasting, and more. All the things that will make you a lot happier next time you Google yourself. Here's a Google search that you'll find rewarding. Hubbard Interactive. You can see all the marketing tools they've used on hundreds of successful businesses, including an extensive gallery of the great work they could help your venture with. HubbardInteractive.com. Building campaigns that connect. Businesses don't run on automation or algorithms alone. What powers businesses are your people and the people they serve. At Cintas, your dedicated service reps understand what you need to help you keep your employees feeling safe, comfortable, and performing their best. So your business can too. For workwear, essential cleaning products, first aid and safety supplies, and fire protection services, visit Cintas.com. Oh, I'm ready! And get ready for the workday. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of people have been asking me to do this because they said it really does help them uh, tell their friends how to listen to the show. The brand new Tom Bernard Show app is the easiest way to listen live, of course, or to podcast it. Download the Tom Bernard Show app, open it and press play. That is it. Again, download the Tom Bernard Show app. You open it and press play. That's it. And again, don't forget, all cars pretty much have Bluetooth now. So all you got to do is hit that. Bluetooth will put it right on your radio, so it's just like listening to the, uh, any other show you've ever heard on the radio. Uh, it's that easy. Do the quick sign-up, and then every day you open the app, you're registered and win $1,000. Yes, I said $1,000. Coming right out of Britney's paycheck, too, by the way. I won't even notice. I'm so wealthy. <laughs> That's what it is. There's so much dough rolling in. Uh, through April 20th, just go to your app store and search Tom Bernard Morning Show. So, yeah, I... I Thank you so much because the listenership is doing very, very well. A lot of people talking about it, which we appreciate. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, you do. Rudy, we should probably do some uh, some weather because it ain't looking too good for the weekend, I'll tell you that. What? What are you talking about? What? Now, uh, I stuck my ha- head out the window this morning was like, all right, we're done. Please, we're so close to the end. Today, 30% chance of snow, mostly uh, in the morning. Probably going to be tapering off here in just a couple of minutes. Tonight, 20% chance of snow, lows around 27. And then uh, Saturday, some more snow, about 3 to 5 inches. Saturday night, going to be mostly snow before midnight, low around 26. Sunday, more snow up before noon and then into monday finally no snow and highs in the 30s i have a question honestly there have been other seasons i remember the time it snowed almost three feet on uh, on halloween uh-huh. or the two days of halloween or whatever so it's happened but i don't remember a winter where it snowed literally 
every damn week about three to four times. Yeah. Do you really? If this is feeling like a long winter. Yeah. I mean, a lot of snow. There's no doubt about that. Are, are we anywhere near the record amount of snowfall for the year? I don't even know. Oh, that's a great question. Mm. Let me find out. I'll, maybe, maybe that's a Chris Eggert question because he might know that. But I don't want to talk to Chris. Oh, wait a minute. He's on the show. Yeah, Thank he's on the show. No, we should. Yeah, he would probably know that. Matter of fact, he's probably listening right now. So find out. Are we getting near? I don't think we're we're that close to it yet. But we got to be moving moving toward it. So, Rudy, you're talking about what? Another eight inches of snow? Nine inches of snow? I think altogether about six. Oh, only six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was that five. Oh, three to five. It says okay. Yep. Three to five, and then another one on top of it. So probably okay. we'll say tops six. It looks like number one, a hundred and one inches of snow throughout the year in 1983. Uh, that was the most. I'm not sure exactly where we are at right now, but uh, we might be able to find it here. I'll, I'll Wait a minute. Well, Talk to Ken Barlow, man. <laughs> Ken Barlow, he's a nice man. He, you guys know Ken Barlow? He's so nice. Mm-hmm. Great guy. Yeah, really good guy. And his wife is just one of the, I mean, she is as sweet as pie. Oh, I didn't know what you were going to say. No, of course no, not. No, I thought no. you were going to say, because the way you kind of looked at me, I was like, she is fine. Yeah. Like, you know, I thought you were going to do that. I was like, it's weird. That Veronica Vaughn is one <laughs> hot piece of A. Bad. Yeah, no. <laughs> not at all. So that's nice. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just weird. It's God. just weird. I hate both of you. I know. Um, what, so what, if you don't mind... It, Unless you think she would mind. What's her first name? Oh, man, you're putting me on the spot. I can't remember. No, I'm not, I don't mean to put you on the spot. We've met her a few times. We've seen her in the hallways at Hubbard because she stops by and has lunch with Ken every now and again. Oh, okay. And, man, she is. She really she lo- – everything is, is just rainbows and unicorn and glitter, and she loves oh, life and be. loves everybody, and, yeah, yep. she's great. She should change her name to Jean, so her name could be Jean Barlow. Get it? You're too young to know what that even means. Jean Barlow. There was a magnificent act. The very, very, very first Hollywood star that was a woman was Jean Harlow. Jean Harlow? Oh. I'm going to look her up. Absolutely. Oh, she was a terrific. I I do believe she was the very first big-name Hollywood woman. Uh, Faye, what's the other one? Faye Ray, I guess, is the other one. She was in King. Wasn't Faye Ray the one that was in King Kong? I uh, I have no idea. I looked up Jean Harlow. Very beautiful, but um, could she have any smaller of eyebrows? That was a trend <laughs> I, don't know. I did I not don't like know. very much from somebody who's got a very aggressive eyebrow game. Well, you and Groucho. <laughs> I know. I look so Justin. <laughs> Justin's like he. I mean, he loves Go Go. Him and Go Go BFFs. Go-Go. You know, yeah. It just. A great relationship, but he was like, so should we do something about the one eyebrow situation that's happening? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I go, if we do, can we do it in her sleep? Like, I don't want her to know that we are altering anything, but man, is that coming in strong, Tom? Like, we've got, it's a goddamn caterpillar on her face. I understand. It's so, it does happen. It's so cute, though, man. It gives her so much expression. It's just adorable. Well, magnificent. What's so great about that is you you would have a hard time covering up how much you adore Gogo. Oh, I'm upset. Obs- yeah. Today she woke up right when I was leaving, so I was like, fine, I'll get some cuddles in. She just, oh, she's so good. Then, of course, with Rudy and me, it's like, oh, Christ, we had another kid, really? <laughs> no, I don't mean us. I mean our, our fathers. That's what I mean. There yeah. You go. Now, my dad made four of them, didn't take care of any of them, so... Well, 
Why should he have to? There's a chick involved. You know, and <laughs> it's so wild too, right? Like because they talk about, you know, you learn how to take care of your kids uh, by the the way your family raised you. And uh, all three of us didn't really have present dads um, mm-hmm. variant uh, situations. Weird. I know. And I just think that's wild because both of you are just these amazing stand-up dads that are, like, very vocal about loving their daughters. So that's where I go, is there healing? I know that you shouldn't have a kid for yourself, but there is there healing in raising kids the way that you were not raised? Yeah. That's a big part of it. I, I adore my kid. Well, my wife, my kids. If it's any, that, see, that's the one thing, Rudy. I've never understood about uh, my father, and, and you probably feel the same way about yours. Is why wouldn't you want to just deeply love your children? What else is there? Makes it weird when you yourself have a child, and you just you, I mean, yeah. like I would take a bullet for you. Yep. Why did the guy who made me not want to take a bullet? Does that hurt you guys more once you had oh, yes. a kid and you go, somebody was, somebody walked away from this? Yep, mm, it does. Yeah, does it? yeah, I think so. It also makes me a little bit more appreciative of the people that did stick around. Uh, you yeah. know, like yeah. mom, you know, especially when you're te- in your teenage years. Man, I was hell on wheels. Yeah, I, I mean, can imagine. I mean, dude, it was. <laughs> I was bad. Too. It was felonies. It was court dates. It was you know getting arrested. <laughs> you know, it was all that stuff. So when I, now that I'm super lucky that my daughter is nowhere near what we were when we were kids. Yeah. So the fact, but you know, it, we still have our our issues. She is 14. There course, are moments yeah. where she, you know, has a little bit of attitude, and I just let her do it because it's not worth it. No. You know, but yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now speaking of the other side of things, being the father of a boy and a girl, mm-hmm. uh, Rudy has a uh, a young girl. Well, she's not old enough to be a woman. How old is your daughter? 14. Yeah, so she's not. She, she just missed being a woman by about three years so far, right? Thank God. She's becoming a woman at eighteen, something like that. Not the way that you think. I mean, I mean, I don't mean. I mean, like. Well, no, yeah. I no, no, no. I meant like not the way that a fourteen-year-old thinks. I'm trying to say, like, from the point of oh, view I of see. the fourteen-year-old, yeah. yeah. you think you're a woman, like. Sure. I think I think I was around thirteen. I was like, so I'm an adult now. That's I know everything. Mm-hmm. So you know, and the balance to that is, and I think I've been very vocal about this as well is that I adore my mother. She's been gone for many, many years now already, and I miss her every damn day. Every day I miss my mother because she would call me. My favorite very quick story, Louis Anderson and my mother became really good friends. I mean, that's the one thing about my mother. Uh, never finished the eighth grade, never had a goddamn dime in her life until her children started making some money, just uh, impoverished, ill-educated, the whole, everything went wrong. I go to her house one time. She's sitting there talking to Louis Anderson, who at the current time had one of the hottest shows on television, and the governor of Minnesota. I'm like, what? So my, I go to my mother's house, and there's the governor, and there's a, movie, a TV star, and then there's Toots. Well, let me tell you. Isn't that... <laughs> That is a wonderful part about the world, isn't it? Oh, I love that. just magnificent. I love that. I love that so much, especially, I mean, how casual. I'm sure your mom was already in storytelling mode, just going, oh, yeah. going hard for it. And it's like, oh, yeah. how cool. I mean, your mom was adored, that's for sure. She was. And I still, like I said, I miss her to this day. All of it. It's it, some of the stuff that she used to say is like, really? You really think that's true? <laughs> I love like, My mom okay. is flying in today, and you would think that, like, I am, it's Christmas and my birthday and everything combined. Yep. 
And as much as like, because I love being around my mom, me and her are so similar. Like we will sneak in trips to the mall and all that stuff. But the best part about it is like the level of ability she is to watch my kid is so casual. I mean, she's just, she's like, um, I'm like, yeah, I might stop here quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why don't you just uh, come home at like midnight? We're fine. Like (laughs) nobody else makes... I mean, I guess I have like three or four people that are like that, but my mom is on a level where she's like, I'll just sleep over and I'll just take care of her in the morning. And I'm always like, I love you so much, mom. (laughs) (laughs) I love you so. Beverly, come live with me, please. It is wonderful. No question about it. See, and that's the thing. There's always a balance, I would think. Some people grew up with great parents, some with a bad mother, some with a bad father, whatever. Yeah. There's enough of a balance there. Now, if you grew up with two parents that were horseshit, you got screwed. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I had a pile of stepdads in there that you could probably put into that category. You know? A lot of pain in the ass. Oh, man. The worst, man. And, and of course, like, it's funny now because I told you guys I watched that Jake the Snake documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, why yeah. am I feeling so uneasy watching this? And I know that guy's got a crazy story. And then it dawned on me, oh, shit, my ex-stepdad looks just like Jake the Snake Roberts. No wonder why I was so scared out of my mind every time. Oh. I don't know if you guys had this when you were kids, but did you guys ever just hear the back door start to open and then just run? No. Oh, yeah. Tom, oh, yeah. You, yeah, you'd hear the back door open and you'd run upstairs. Don't know why. You weren't doing anything wrong. Probably just sitting on the couch, watching TV, whatever it was. You'd hear the back door and just Aww. running frantically up the stairs and into your bedroom was a much safer bet than what was ever walking through that door. That breaks my heart for you guys. I that That's ter- a terrible yeah. feeling. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll get over it. Don't worry about a thing, mm-hmm. Brittany. We'll all get over it. I'm like... <laughs> really close to crying but in my defense like I cry easily but like that the idea that you did not feel like you're excited to see that person walk in because I had a, I have a stepdad Richard love him to death and my dad I saw about like once a year and that was just fine like he's kind of like a uh I put him kind of in the uncle category in my mind and me and him are fine we talk like once or twice a, a month or so um but like it's a very much so I never had the experience of not wanting to see the person coming in the door. Mm-hmm. I have a great story if you want to hear it quickly. Yeah, but I feel like you're going to bum me out. <laughs> no, I won't bum you out. Well, part of it will, but the other part will make you laugh like there's no tomorrow. So we're at home. And I can't say where the house was because the house is still there. And I don't want to I don't want to curse the people that live there now. But our dad went to a house party right behind our house. Right, the next house over, but behind us, kind of. Uh-huh. Um, he went to a house party over there, and it was pretty raucous. We could hear it. My mother kept going, oh, my God, that party's loud. And they're always, you know, they're talking really loud and blah, blah, blah. Then all of a sudden, we're all sitting around the living room, which is about uh, probably 25 feet from the kitchen, something like that. And we hear this huge noise, all these screaming and yelling and people and all the rest of it. And then there's somebody pounding on our back door. And we assume that it's, you know, somebody trying to break in. And then all of a sudden, smash, the glass goes out of it. And the door opens. And it's my father. And he spins around and somebody had stabbed him. What the hell, Tom? Oh, oh yeah, this is a true story. I will never forget this. Yeah, I don't think you ever will forget this. (laughs) Oh, I'm never going to forget this. But it's what what Rudy just said. The the second he spun around and I saw that he had been... And the guy stabbed him and pulled the knife down over like his (gasps) left shoulder blade, too. So it was a big cut. Yeah, not great. 
I go to go up the stairs, just like Rudy said, you run up the stairs. My grandma, Minnie, was there. Now, remember, Minnie is six feet tall, weighed about 200 pounds, but was not fat. She was a big, strong German woman, right? Yeah. I'm running up. Vicky's running up, my other sister. My grandma's running up. And our sister, Bobby, ran up so fast, she, like, scooped all three of us up and carried us up the stairs. <laughs> now, how she could carry 500 pounds, I don't know. But she did it. Yeah, I'll never forget that as long as I live. Exactly what you're talking about, Rudy. The, the, from that day forward, anytime somebody came to the back door, I would go upstairs. Well, True story. First off, not a comedy. Um, <laughs> it was a comedy. I got a good laugh out of it. Hey, it wasn't me that got stabbed. It was him. Good for him. Um, also, it's it's very understandable why somebody busting in a door at this point would make Ooh. you nervous. And it also... You know, we talk about the whole Chris Rock thing and 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 uh, yeah, Will Smith yeah. slapping him, and it's like you came from an environment of get ready, what's attacking you next, and so it's hard for you to understand somebody going, not reacting. Um, I've oh, seen you jump yeah. out of your seat when things have happened, um, and I, these little stories, these little fun stories, are like a good insight to why you are reactive. Oh, you mean because I, I protect other people? I don't mean it in a bad way. I'm not trying no, no, to attack you, but, like, no, like no, if somebody, like, busts in a door or, like, whatever, I have seen you stand up at a level where I go, oh, God. Like, and now keep in mind, I've done a deployment, and I still am probably more chill than you are when it comes to <laughs> surprises. <laughs> no, I just can't st- – I cannot stand by and watch somebody pick on another person. I can't do it. No, no. I cannot. A lot of people just try. Oh, that's none of my business. Yeah, it is your business. If one person's a lot bigger than the other one, I, whatever. But it's just exactly what Rudy was talking about. You you get this thing in your head. Nothing good ever comes through the back door. Yeah. You know what? I think I'm going to change my story after hearing your story. I think. I think I'm going to. You know. I mean. Don't get me wrong, man. Like, uh, my, my dad was terrible, but he was never walked through the back door step. He would just yell because I didn't mix the white milk and the chocolate milk <laughs> to, to you know, water it down a little bit because chocolate milk was a premium item. So, yeah, you know what? I think I'm actually I'm pretty good. Like, I'm going to give that my old stepdad a call today. Be like, he's pretty good. He's, you know what, Dad? Thanks. You <laughs> never walked in with a stab wound. So, thank you, stepdad. <laughs> he's crying. He's in his studio crying. Oh, this is a healing journey for all of us yeah. because I'm like, like oh, it is healing. I only saw my dad once a year. He left. Like well, I'm I'm pretty lucky at this point. <laughs> I think that was that was probably about eight years old when that happened. Something yeah. like that. Wow. Seven eight years old. So. But but again, it, it's a situation. There are so many of those stories I could go on and on about. Like the thing you have to understand though is that my dad read he did recover. It didn't kill him. Luckily, I mean it looked like it could have killed him. But and I don't know why somebody stabbed him in the back anyway. But he was kind of a prick, so maybe that's why. But uh, literally, there are so many stories so much worse than what happened to me. I don't, for one second, I'm a victim. It shouldn't happen. A lot worse things happen to other people uh, in in my neighborhood, in my area. It, it just, someday, well, maybe I will write a book, but not about me, but about about North Minneapolis. It, it's, it's so, uh, okay, let me close with kind of an, it shouldn't be a funny story and an up story, but nobody got hurt, so I can make it this way. All right. I have a friend, can't say who it is, nice Catholic boy, went to St. Anne's with him. And matter of fact, he's still one of my best friends in the world. His father was Irish and a big-time Irish Catholic. And I mean big-time. 
So he goes to the local uh, spot, has a couple with his buddies, maybe one too many, I'm not sure, maybe not. But he was so religious on the way home on 26th Avenue, every time he passed a church, he made the sign of the cross with his hand Mm -hmm. and hit about five cars. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that doesn't happen, you know, out in Wyzetta. No. You know what I mean? No. Mm-hmm. Sure Nothing against Wyzetta. I'm oh, not no. trying to denigrate Wyzetta. It's just it doesn't happen out no, there, right? No, no, yeah. There's... So maybe the lesson here is for the two of you, uh, maybe you'll agree with this, that you think, and you're sitting out there in Whispering Acres, you think you know what it's all about. You have no idea what the hell you're talking about. And that's not a bad thing. You didn't grow up there, so you don't know. Yeah. But stop trying to claim you're an expert on what goes on in the inner city because you have no clue. I agree with you. I think that in this environment, listening is so key and not just assuming what people need and putting money towards the wrong things. It's like, you know, there's something to be said, Tom. You ask the community what they need, what they want, not just like, we got to raise $6 million for yeah, this yeah. or that. It's like, do you know what anyone needs in this environment? I have no idea. Well, look what they did with Colin Kaepernick. They yeah. invented a monster, and Nike is responsible for that because they paid him millions and millions and millions of dollars to be a loudmouth prick. Mm-hmm. This is corporate America has a lot of blame. Politics, corporate America has a lot to blame for this. And they're paying people to be hateful. You know, there's so many things that Kaepernick did where you go, you know, if you would have done this and not all those things, you know, yeah. left and right. Like, listen, take a knee during the um, American flag if you want to. That's I have no problem with that. Every veteran like that I've deployed Whatever. with, yeah. we don't, you know what? You should, because that's what we fight for. We fight for you to have freedom of speech. We fight for you to be able to do that and not get shot on the spot. Yep. And I yep. love that. I love seeing that. But then there's things you say where you go, I don't know, I can't relate to that. So it's like you have to, you know, stop at some point and be like, you are very privileged in your right. And also, why are we acting like Nike has is doing anything but trying to figure out ways to make money? Like that's exactly that's exactly their goal too. So it's like everyone being like, well, Nike. It's like when did Nike become this altruistic uh, point that we look towards? Like that's hilarious. I know, pretty amazing. Don't you want to be happy? Like I said, he turned on his own parents. And they were adoptive parents, but he turned on them just because they have a different skin color than he does. How disgusting are you, sir? Mm-hmm. And how disgusting were the people 100 years ago, 200, 300 years ago, that treated people, murdered people because of their skin color? Yeah. Yeah, if Nike could just keep making shoes to make men in their 40s look like they're in their 20s, I would just be happy with that. <laughs> it's same. That's it. exactly. Same. That's what we use them for in my household. Yep. I say, put on those high tops, baby. You know what's kind of sad about that is I stayed away from all those big brands, and I can't remember the Asics. Asics uh-huh. made tennis shoes. Yeah. Apparently they're not going to make them anymore. They 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 wouldn't have them made in another country. They wouldn't, and they were just they got too expensive, so nobody bought them anymore. Asics, I think Asics still exists. God, I hope so. Maybe yeah. I got the name wrong, but yeah, maybe you might be thinking of something else because Asics is still. I mean, that's Good. like some of my sister won't buy anything but Asics. She loves their running shoes. Yeah, they're great. They're great shoes. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. But, but I know that the last few pairs that I bought, they said they weren't, weren't going to make that style anymore. Oh, that's rough. I've had that happen to yeah. a shoe company. Um, yeah, and once they changed it, and I was like, I can't go back to this. And finding a new running shoe or workout shoe is 
is hard because a lot of days you can't even try them on. I mean, a lot of times you have to get them sent to you, like 15 of them. Right. Um, and I did want to stick to my, to my guns, and I, I talked to you guys about it, talked to, talked to Dan about it and Amy and all the rest of it. You know, having different people on from different viewpoints in the world and all the rest of it, which I want to stick by. I, um, but I should probably ask if there's one group of people that you guys just can't stand because I want to make sure you're on when I get them on. <laughs> a group of people I can't stand. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I would have a career in radio if I, could, if I wouldn't work with anyone I can't stand. That's what I kind of thought. But yeah. Hmm. You guys probably know this, that the, uh, the other side of my family, uh, there were a few cops involved. I had a few cops in my family. My, my cousin, uh, Lamont Dean, was a detective on the Minneapolis Police Department, and that man did more to, to raise me than maybe, I think, any other grown man that I ever knew. He always checked in on us. Lamont was a wonderful human being and all the rest of it. And that's why, if you guys don't mind, I want to, I want to, I'd probably just forward this to you. I uh, just want to reach out to see if Tom would be interested in talking about law enforcement here in Minnesota during National Police Week in May. You guys don't have any problem with the, with the cops, do you? No. No, not at all. Of course not. Well, I just wanted to make sure because some people get all whipped up because, you know, they're like everybody else. There are some bad cops. There's Absolutely. That's just, that's and just how it is. You right? and I have talked about this constantly. It's, it's, it happens yeah. in the military, too. There's people I've served with who I would, yeah. you know, give my life for. And then there's some people where I go, you're not worth the dirt on my shoes. So, yeah. Uh, there are over 100 agencies in Minnesota trying to fill hundreds of vacant law enforcement positions. So, in other words, what, what they're doing, this is Sheriff Scott Rose. Uh, Officer Down Memorial Podcast.com does a great job. Manterville, Minnesota. Uh, Sheriff Rose uh, sent this, uh, this message along. Thank you to, to uh, Cassie Schrader for passing it along to me. Uh, they cannot find cops because nobody wants to be a cop anymore because you get treated like dirt. You and I are going to get robbed on a daily basis if we don't have cops. Do people not realize that? Yeah, I mean, I... The the thing the key thing you said too is we need good people we need more good yes. people in uniform. Yes. So yeah, they're trying to fill over a hundred. Uh, uh, there are over a hundred agencies in Minnesota trying to fill hundreds of vacant law enforcement positions, thanks in great part to the vilification of our men and women served by our governor. Yeah, I mean our politicians destroy cops every day. That makes me want to vomit. It would be great to have a positive discussion about cops and their service and sacrifice to coincide with National Police Week. Anyway, just a thought. I love the new morning show. See, the coppers already, I've heard this from a ton of cops. The cops, I don't know if all of them, but a hell of a lot of them are listening to this show already. Uh, as well as the family podcast. Well, thank you very much for that. Uh, Sheriff Scott Rose. So should I just forward this to one of the two of you and we can, we can book them uh, police week? Would that be okay with you guys? Yeah. Yeah, good. Just, uh, yeah, just send it to me. I'll take care of it. It's coming up in May. So, but yeah, I mean, look, that, and that, by the way, doesn't preclude me having someone on the air to talk about why they don't like cops. You know, if you got a good reason to, I'm sure there are people that don't like cops at all. I had, I had a whole different experience. I think I had mentioned this very quickly because we got to get going because we got Chris Hager coming up. But a friend of mine and I, he had just gotten back from Vietnam. He was a mini gunner. God, did you ever see a mini mini gun in action? No, I don't even. What? What's the? I have to look up what the actual term is. A mini gun. You would, you would hang it under a helicopter. Oh. And and I was told when they tested them, a minigun could put a bullet within a six-inch square on an entire football field. Oh, my Think God. Think about that. That's called a minigun. Look it up. I did. I fact, did. I never, I've never fired this. 
<laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I have never, because we've, you know, we got to go to ranges and, and fire things, and I have never seen this in my life. This is insane. It is. You know what? We we uh, we'll get back to that story because I got to get to Chris Eggert here, uh, but I will tell that story coming down the line because it's it's fascinating stuff. It really is. We shall be right back in just a couple of minutes. Channel Five Eyewitness News. Chris Eggert is up next. Tom Bernard here. You might not know this about me and about my family, but we're kind of Nissan strong. I say that because I own a Nissan Altima from Walzer Nissan. I love it. My son Andy owns a Nissan Rogue Sport from Walzer Nissan. And my daughter-in-law, Melissa, yep, you guessed it, drives the Nissan Kicks. And Cart's grandson, Ethan, safely around town, also purchased at Walzer Nissan. You want to know who else is Nissan strong in the Twin Cities? Walzer Nissan and their trifecta of stores. Down south, GM Dan Resch at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville. West of the Metro, just off Highway 12 and Wyzetta Boulevard is Casey Novotny's Walzer Nissan Wyzetta. And in Coon Rapids, north side of Highway 10 and around Lake Boulevard, Jay Buck runs the show at this Nissan store. This month at all three Nissan dealerships, score 0% financing on Rogues, Altimas, and Pathfinders with up to $1,500 available loyalty cash on select models. Nissan strong and loyal like me and my family. Even if you're just Nissan curious, go to walzer.com and select the Walzer Nissan store nearest you. I'm due for an oil change. Maybe I'll see you there. 0% financing for 36 months, $27 per month per 1,000 finance on approved credit. Deb's constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating kept giving her grief. She talked to her doctor to get some relief. Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBS-C, which was a start. Saying yes to Linzess helped her do her part. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two years old. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with the brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. Say goodbye to tossing and turning and flipping your pillow over in the middle of the night. And more great news on the MyPillow 2.0. Buy one, get one free offer with promo code TOM. MyPillow 2.0, with its temperature-regulating technology, is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to receive the MyPillow 2.0 buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code TOM or call 800-516-5146 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. There's a shock of this entry. <laughs> Somebody's going to piss me off sooner. Uh, Rudy, one question. Do you want me to send that to forward it to uh, Gmail or the other account? Uh, Gmail's fine, yeah. Gmail will work. Mm-hmm. Okay, I yeah. wanted to make sure. I got it to the right account. Got it all teed up and ready to go. No, uh, Scott Rose would be a really great guest. It's going to be a lot of fun. Is uh, Chris Eggert ready to go? Oh, yeah. Always. Hello. Why do I have to work with... Oh, wait a minute. He is there. 
What's happening, Pally? Nothing. How are you guys? Magnificent. We were just talking about, uh, you know, Rudy and I have a lot in common in that. Uh, <clears throat> no, Rudy, do you mind if I ask you one question? You were talking about, about the three, four guys in your, your life because once your dad left, then other guys came in your life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you think it is, and I'm not, I'm not condemning her at all, but why do you think it is that your mother was attracted to men like that? Why was my mother attracted to, to a man like that? Uh, two things. She had two kids to take care of and lack of options in my town. Yeah, there you go. Not, so, no, no income, in other words. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was, uh, you know, you needed, you needed at least two incomes in the household to be able to make it happen. And sure. I don't know if you guys have been to northern Minnesota, but Pickens is slim when it comes to, you know, suitors. It is. Uh, it's not. The, it's not the best place when you're trying to find a husband. It's probably not the best place to, uh, you know, to, to shack up with somebody because there is not a lot going on. And it's. Oh. It's very much so. It's very misogynistic. It's very typical. You know, northern Minnesota. Very, you know, uh, sexist. And yeah, you just have to find somebody. You find the lesser of all the evils in town, and that's who you marry. But they're all evil, but you got to find the lesser of them. The lesser of them, yeah. No, my mom has said many times she was never attracted to any of my stepdads, but she was like, we just needed somebody there to help fill the gaps until you kids could. Because as soon as we got driver's licenses, my mom was like, all right, it's time for you guys to go. And then booted everybody out and then got married when, got married the last time when I was, oh man, I was already, I think a senior in high school. So she was like, we had already moved on. Like I was already in college, so was my sister. So she got married again afterwards, but yeah, once we could, oh. once we could take care of ourselves, is when she finally, you know, hit the reset button with most of these guys. So that makes total sense. You got who you got. I mean, there's only a, a bundle of people, and you got who you got. And if they're all the same, they're all the same. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Unbelievable. Now, now, Chris, you grew up in in Whispering Acres, so you you had a great childhood. I know. I grew up in small town South Dakota, which I would guess is even a smaller place than where Rudy grew up. I, my um, hometown had like 900 or there's debatable between 900 and 1,000 people living there. And my mom was a divorcee and she also had a very small pool of, of people to, you know, suitors, I guess, as you'd put it. Uh, I was lucky enough that she married a man who... Uh, as my stepfather, I, you know, and was probably more of a dad to me than my, than my biological dad was and, and got very lucky when you talk about not a lot of choices for people in a small town. So I have a question. Do you think, yeah. Brittany, you had a tough patch too, correct? Yeah. I mean, I just, my dad, when they got divorced, he just, he, he I don't think he ever was um, great around kids. And I've kind of, I, I w- 20 years ago, Brittany would be irate and 10 years ago, Brittany was mad. But now I'm at the point where I go, I am very yeah. lucky to have my stepdad and I'm lucky to have whatever relationship I have with my dad. So like in a good mental place. But yes, I would say that there was a time where I would have been very angry about it all. Okay, so here's the big question. Do you think it's a coincidence <laughs> oh, no. that every person on the show had a bad parent 
uh, experience, and we all get into radio and television. Oh, we just so want to be. Yeah. Go ahead, Brittany. No, no, I think you're going to say that, Christy. I'm sure we're going to say the same thing. Go ahead. I, we just want to be loved. We just want to be liked. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Tell me yeah. I'm a good kid. Yeah, I did hear a, a comment one time where someone said, hey, man, dented cans like to group themselves with dented cans. And I'm like, that's, that's why I have the friends I have. Love it. Love that. That's a yeah. great take, man. Yeah, that is a good that's take. That's not a... It's not a coincidence, though, that all four of us had a tough p- uh, parental experience. That's that's so odd. Well, it's not odd. It's just real. Tell me I'm no, good. I, 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 <laughs> very pretty easy to figure out. You don't have to be uh, Freud to figure out the psychology work in there. That's for sure. By the way, I do love those new commercials. I know who they're for. <laughs> but the woman talking to Floyd about his uh, talking talking to Freud about his uh, cell phone coverage. Yeah, I do like those. That's a good commercial. Uh, yeah, those are pretty funny. And it's what's his name? What's that guy's name? He's really good. Paul Giamatti. Giamatti, yeah. Terrific actor. Really, really good. Chris Eggert, terrific non actor, but have you ever, you should, did you ever try getting into acting, Chris? No. God, no. Why not? Because I'm not an actor. I wouldn't know the first thing about it. But you're dashing. (laughs) Very debatable there, too. So, no, I, I. Okay. Like, the closest thing I ever came when I was working trying to get into TV. I worked for like this video production company and I think my hands were in a JD Byrider commercial once. Do you guys remember JD Byrider? JD Byrider. Oh, I know that jingle. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. it was like this pretty low end um, place where you'd buy a used car if you just needed something and you had terrible credit. That And so the terrible credit part, the video production company I was working for, my hands were putting the credit card into the ATM. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, it's about the closest thing I ever come to acting. That was it? Yeah. yeah <laughs> not, not. Well, I mean, you're halfway to Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. Not an actor. Yeah. No, God, no. People are like, a lot of people in my, I don't say a lot, but a fair amount of people in, in television and probably radio to some extent have some kind of a, uh, theater background or something, but that, right. that's not that's not me. That's for sure. This is all well, real. St- but you were a star athlete. That's a big difference. That's also a stretch. Star. <laughs> I was an athlete. <laughs> I obviously wasn't very good because my freaking foot fell off, so I couldn't have been that great of an athlete. Right? <laughs> not great. It's a great way to put it. I wasn't that good. My foot even fell off. I, okay. Although you can flip that and go, I played so hard oh, that my yeah. foot fell off. Yes, yes, yes. yes. All about narrative. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right. Uh, you guys sick of snow yet? So done with it. Absolutely. <laughs> Dead inside. Yes. I'm, I'm not going to shovel. Right? I'm so pissed about it. I'm, I don't think I'm at the point where I'm done shoveling. Yeah, I'm with you. Really? But you're going to get another like five and six inches of snow in the next couple it, of days, right? Yeah. Uh, Three to five, probably like South Metro, and then they're talking even more than that. Five to seven, North Metro, which will put us. We're going to be in record territory. We're at eleventh as of this morning. Wow! Oh yeah, okay. At, so at the airport, at the airport, which is where the official me- measurement comes, it's seventy-eight point one, which makes it the eleventh snowiest. But we're very close to tenth and ninth. And let me look. I think I can even. I'm not a mathematician. Was the most obvious thing anyone's ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's why we hired you, though. 
<laughs> so the eighth snowiest on record was 1952. That's 79 inches. I mean, we're one inch from that. Wow. That seems like that's going to go pretty easily. 92 was 84 inches. Yep. So depending on where we're at, it feels like we could end up being five or six. Wow. Really? If everything holds true. I mean, is it weird that I, like, we're so close that I go, come on, let's just do it. Even well, though, I mean, like, why not? Right? right? Yeah. Like, let's just, okay, fine. I'm in. I, it makes it more exciting. Now I'm like, yes, let's break some records. I still don't, I'm still No, you're still not on board. Okay, got it. March is a tough month. It I is. mean, we all know it's like this. We all, you know, and, and a lot of times in April and a lot of times, not a lot, but every once in a while we get a good May one too. So I know. Yeah. You just have you got, to hold out. You got uh, St. Patty's Day coming up a week from today, so that's good. Do you guys remember, Tom, do you remember, um, well, it was probably 12 years ago on St. Patrick's Day here. It was like 75 degrees outside. Yep, I do. It was the nicest day. Yeah, we were all running remember. around St. Paul. Yep. <laughs> yes, yeah. like there were some memories there, boy. I do remember oh, that yeah. day. <laughs> I was at Dixie's that day. Where were you guys at? Seventh uh, Street. I think all of Seventh okay. Street. Yeah. yeah, I think Seventh Street in St. Paul was. Tom, where, yeah, yeah, I feel like we always ended up at Tom Reed's by the end of the night. Yeah, sure, Tom Reed's. Mm -hmm. Very quickly, my brother and I do miss my brother Troy. Yeah, no, Brittany, you knew Troy, didn't you? Oh yes, he was hilarious. He was a very, very funny guy. Died way, way too young, unfortunately. But he told me a story because he was a bartender uh -huh. for years. And uh, it doesn't matter what bar he was working at. He said he had to go into the men's room to relieve his, himself. And he was standing there at the urinal next to this guy. And this guy just kept going, oh, man, this is the greatest of all time. I'm having so much fun at St. Patty's Day. It's such a great bar. Oh, God, it's, I'm so excited. And he just wouldn't shut up about how excited he was. And my brother, Troy, the bartender, uh -huh. looks at me and goes, God, I'm, it's very nice. You're so excited about this whole deal. It's just uh, things have been going a little rough lately, so this is exciting for you. He goes, yeah, I just got out of the workhouse this morning. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a flex. He goes right from the workhouse to the bar. Okay. <laughs> That's what I would do. That's Absolutely. Relatable. Very relatable. Uh, what the hell? But maybe are we gonna do anything special for St. Patty's Day uh, a week from today? It's a, it's a Friday. Oh. oh my God, St. Patrick's Day on a Friday. Does God know about this? Oh. That's a mistake. It's about time. Yeah, I wish I wish I could. I I, I love day drinking, but I'm opening for Kyle Dunnigan at uh, House of Comedy next weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And oh, man, cool. that 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 uh, that early day couple of drinks in the afternoon, St. Patty's Day is the best. But unfortunately, yeah. I got to hold off till you know the shows are done. Well, you can be drunk, can't you, on stage? Uh, I I'm not. I hate that feeling. I don't like being that guy. I, I always I wait bet. until afterwards. Yeah, because I've watched too many people. A friend of mine had an audition for just for laughs, and she said, "Whatever you do, don't let me drink before the set." And then. 20 minutes before she got on stage, she had her second glass of wine and then got oh, up man. and completely blanked for seven oh. minutes oh. and riffed and then got off stage and bawled her eyes out. was like, oh. what happened? I'm like, well, you did the thing you, you did. I said you weren't going to do. Oh. So from that moment on, that was 10 years ago. I've never had a drink before I got on stage. So, good move. Yeah. Really good move. Mm -hmm. Are there famous comedians oh, that drink? Uh, just very quickly, are there famous comedians that, because some of them, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, the guy on the Dean Martin show. 
Herb, not Herb Brooks, Jesus, Tom, but it's close to that. The guy who always <laughs> pretended to be drunk. He was never drunk, but he always pretended to be drunk. You know, Dean was actually, Dean himself was really good about that as well. But I'm yeah, trying, he was. I'm trying yep. to think of who. Um... What was that guy's name? He was mm-hmm. really funny. He used to be on the Ollie uh, Dean Martin roast, too. He'd sure. come up drunk and, you know, he pretended to be drunk and roast people. I was talking to the guy was yesterday. Foster Brooks? Foster Brooks. Very good. Oh, Very nice. good, Brittany. Oh. Foster Brooks. He called it off. Brittany Arneson. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Anyway, I'm excited about St. Patty's Day. Sorry. I did a thing with David Spade a number of years ago, and he had a couple of pretty stiff drinks before he went out, which I was – Rudy, I know you, you said you'd done something with him before, right? Uh, Dana Carvey. Oh, Dana yeah. – yeah, I was – he couldn't have been a nicer dude, though. Like, we were backstage waiting, and um, and he was very conversational. He'd just gotten in. He had some kind of ordeal getting there, but it, he didn't – Seemed fine with it, and then he just had a nice, nice big tall vodka and vodka, and uh, <laughs> didn't vodka seem to impact his set at all. Too, he was really funny. So, sure, aren't you like a foot and a half taller than him? Yes, he's not a very tall fella. Yeah, I mean we we were never out there together. I was I was emceeing something, and he was the oh, okay. he was the keynote or whatever, and so that's how that worked. But I. I, when I have when I have events, I usually don't. But I'm kind of like you, Rudy. I like to be clear headed. Um, that I mean, don't get me wrong. I like to not be clear headed sometimes too. But in that particular moment, I feel like you want to be at your your peak performance. But some people need it to to loosen up a little bit too and to get in their comfortable spot. Yeah, Artie Lang, one of those guys. Phenom- oh Jesus! Phenomenal oh. comic, but could not get on stage while sober. Had to have something yep. in his hand all the time. Yeah, yeah. The, the late show on a Saturday. If it's been a great week and we've you know we've had all great shows, I'll have a couple before I get up on stage. Maybe one or two, but I don't know. It's, people pay good money to come and see you. Give them your mm-hmm. best performance at all yeah. times. You know, you have all so much time, so much downtime. On the road, you know, like if I'm out on a Saturday, I'll go to a brewery, have a couple beers, and then go back and take a nap before the show. But, yeah, I don't get the guys that just come to the club and then just get hammered and then get up there and try to give their best performance. How could you possibly do that, you know? Yeah, to be kind of – well, well, you know Dave Hamilton. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, I think he's back in the market working some. But I haven't talked to Dave in years. But I do remember that the um, – Law enforcement came to uh, KQRS and they said, we want to do something, but of course we've got to get your okay for it. What we'd like to do is come in on National Don't Drink and Drive Day or whatever. There is a day, but it's not called that, but it's something like that, Uh where, you know, anti-drinking and driving type of thing. Uh What we want to do, and it will be monitored 100% so there's nothing dangerous going on here, what we'd like to do is start off the morning show and serve Tom a drink about every half hour. And it was going along fine. The sales department loved the idea. And even the general manager thought, eh, you know, it'd be okay. Hamilton found out. He said, there is no goddamn way I'm letting Bernard drink on the air. Not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, that's when you go, all right, he is not so bad at his job if you make that call. <laughs> exactly. Good call, Dave. Good call. <laughs> that's all I have. Well, again, Chris, this is the truth. This is me, and I know me. That's why I had stopped drinking 11 years ago. Yeah. I have the first glass of wine. It's like, oh, my God, this is so relaxing. This is wonderful. 
Ah, it's just so great. Have the second glass of wine. It's like, oh, I'm really laid back now. It's really got me calm, and I just feel much better. Third drink. What the hell are you looking at? Oh, yeah. Uh, For sure. It's like, what? And then those, How did that happen? When we used to do the oh, morning... Okay. Um, okay. Baby Jude. Um, when we used to do the morning show in Vegas, it was so wild because we'd go out with listeners and have a blast, and it was just, like, very social, very fun. But you have to keep in mind that with the two-hour time difference... Or wait, hour or two hours? It's with Vegas. It's one hour, right? One, yeah, Vegas one. Yeah, yeah. We had to get up. Instead of being there at 5, we had to be there at 4 a.m. And so you just had the option of do I go and sleep two hours or do I just show up wasted? And everybody chose wasted. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Those broadcasts, I've never been in such an insane environment because it was like this is mentally not even doable. But we did it. Well, see, you're a professional. What can I say? Oh, my God. I'm still, like, I don't know how you did that for so many years. That's wild. What? What do you mean so many years? What are you talking about? Uh, you would do, like, that, the Vegas. You guys would go back an hour instead of figuring out ways when you finally said, we're going to Florida. We're going to, you know, we went to Palm Springs. Or, no, we were we went to Keys, the Keys. We were like, yeah, we, why are we doing this an hour earlier? <laughs> It was, oh, and I got I got r- just ripped to shreds by management for for demanding we do that. Vegas works so well. Why do I say? Because I don't want to get up at one in the morning to do the show. Is that okay with you? You're a lazy ass. After drinking all goddamn night, you'll be in bed till noon. It was so bad. The logistics on that. Oh, that oh, was terrible. rough. Although. Mm-hmm. One of the last shows we did there in 2000. When, when did the economy collapse? In what 2008? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that Vegas show we did ju- in 2007, mm-hmm. we drew 5,500 people a day to that auditorium. Yeah, that, I will oh. never forget that. It was holy pretty, Christ! It, it was amazing. It was pretty fun, but insane. It was insane, but yeah, I like Key, Key West a lot better. Where you get up an hour later, not four hours earlier. That was wild. <laughs> It'll all work out. So, Chris, what else? There's nothing really. I was, I was checking the news while we we're talking to you. Yeah. Is there any good news in the world, or is it all bad? Well. It's not good. Um, you probably heard <laughs> Kaprizov, is Kaprizov is out for three to four weeks at least, which puts us right up to the end of the wild season. I, I did. Oh, I, I brought this up the other day. I was blathering about how cute it was. This Laverne kid was who proposed to, uh, or didn't propose, asked a girl to the prom by using his hockey stick. Uh-huh. Um, the, the high school league, got upset about it, and they, like, banned it from ever happening oh, again. God. Take it easy. I yep. mean, was it that big a deal? No. They're like, no more riding on hockey sticks. Well, I was thinking Period. about this yesterday when I was watching those games about that kid. He had the proposal written on the hockey stick on the tape. It said, Sarah, will you go to prom with me? And yep. I thought, I bet there was a kid in the later games who had that same plan who watched this unfold and then took the tape off the stick and was like, I can't do that now. He already, he just stole it. So I bet it would have only happened one time and it never would have happened again because in high school, I don't feel like those kids want to be somebody who is doing the thing that was already done before, yeah. you know? Yeah, right. that's true. Yep. Yeah, so yep. it would have been a one and done. So it's stupid that they got involved with it. Dumb. Yeah, I thought it was kind of lame. It's um, like the penis on the again, mountain. The, the reaction is like more dramatic than the actual act. Yes. Right. Yep. right. But yep. um, hey, who am I to say what's correct and not correct? Um, there was another uh, 
I brought this. Well, I don't want to talk about that. Um, the, <laughs> okay. It's a downer. It's a downer. Uh, Minnesota United, they, they start their home season this weekend <laughs> here, you know, yeah, right down the road over here at Allianz. Yep. Their first spring game with 70 freaking <laughs> nine, eight, whatever it is, 80, whatever it's going to be inches of snow on the ground. So that's cool. Good God. That's got to be a tough road to hoe right there. Oh, well, it's always like, I mean, their first games are always like that, but it's just, it's, you know, and those United fans are, have you guys ever been to a hockey or a soccer game over there? Uh, not over there. I used to go to soccer games all the time when Tino Lettieri was uh, was the goalie for the uh, the kicks and all the other teams. I, I used to go see Tino all the time, but I heard it's a nice stadium. It's Bill McGuire, right? Didn't he? He built it, didn't he? I think so. I think I think he did. Bill's I got a buddy a who's got. They go. They've got season tickets, and he's like, "Oh my god, you you got to come over here." Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, "Well, I'm not going to go for this one. That's for sure." But I'm sure it'll be warm again in June. July, somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in there will be good. Uh, Maybe. And then we'll start uh, prepping for winter again. Are you a big a soccer fan in any case? No. My my daughter played for a couple of years, and I, I so I didn't know anything about it. I watched. I enjoyed it because, you know, you do that. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't know the first thing about it. I always joke. Barlow and I have this joke on the news because neither one of us knows anything about soccer. And anytime we have a soccer story, we refer to the field as the pitch. So it makes it seem like we sure. know. Oh, we're like, sure. and and like I'll look over at him as I'm reading the story, and I'll be, I'll be, I'll be like, Minnesota United takes the pitch this weekend. Like, we're like some kind of like <laughs> a big winking moment. Yeah, Wink. and then we both bust out laughing because we're 12. So yeah. you know, there's that. Love that. I'm sorry, but every time I hear the word soccer, I think of Steve Cannon because he had a very, very funny joke. You know the joke. I, I thought I told you the joke a couple of weeks ago. Did I not? No. Steve Cannon, legendary announcer on WCCO. Hey, Morg, let me ask you a question. Why do 20,000 kids in the state of Minnesota play soccer? I don't know, uh, Steve. Oh, why do 20,000 of them play soccer? He goes, so they don't have to watch it. <laughs> yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. That is a wonderful joke. That he is a fantastic so joke. It is, isn't it? I mean, it's even if you're a soccer fan, that's funny. I hope. <laughs> anyway, it should be. It's uh, funny because it's true. Yeah, it probably is. I just yeah, so- soccer is an interesting. I think the reason I didn't like it is because I would have zero zero talent in the hockey and the soccer or hockey field. Actually, to tell you the truth. Maybe that's why I couldn't possibly do it myself, so I I just don't have an affinity for it. I think that's it. Yeah, well, it's a finesse thing, that's for sure. I don't know what kind of athlete you were, but if you're a finesse guy, soccer's probably not the thing for. Or if you're not a finesse guy, uh, soccer's probably not the thing for you, right? No, my my thing in sports was always about moving things or strength. It was never about ability. <laughs> it's just, I mean, let's be honest. It was always I could I was very strong and therefore I could move things or pick up things or do that kind of deal. But but as far as any finesse, not a chance. The world needs right. old linemen. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> there you have it. That's exactly right. All right, young man. We will talk to you next week. I'm sure. Have a good weekend. Let's break some snow records this weekend. Woo-wee. Jesus, that sounded enthusiastic, by the way. <laughs> that sounded really real, like you really wanted that coming on. Chris Eggert, you're the best, Pally. He just left.
Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I knew he had to get out. Channel 5 uh, Eyewitness News, Chris Eggert. Like I said, I, I just am very, so very, very happy that 99% of the people invited on this show came came over here uh, and, and started the show with us. The one who didn't, again, is retiring at the end of the year, so I guess I can understand. I still wish that he would have made a better case for it, but what the hell. But, yeah, to have all these people on, we got Brad Blanks coming up right after this on The Tom Bernard Show. This is Bob Sansever, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. People who come to Cricket stay with Cricket, just like our customer, Christine. I'm a director and a performer. I got a free phone from Cricket, and I've used it to live stream 73 of my shows on social media. How do you like it? It's fabulous. Switch to Cricket and get a free Samsung Galaxy A14 5G. Smile, you're on Cricket. Real customer paid for testimonial limited time. Must bring your number to Cricket on a $60 month. First month service charge and tax to its sale. Phone streams, video, and SD. Cricket 5G is not available everywhere. Fees, terms, and other restrictions apply. See CricketWireless.com for details. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. And I'm very happy about that, honestly. And, and by the way, all of the people that are you know, coming to be on the street or whatever it is, you're right. I'm a much, much happier person. It's just This show is coming together really well. I mean, it's not where we want it to be yet, but it's it's getting better and better every day. And it's just a thrill because everybody's very positive, very happy. We got kind of like the no-prick rule. Did you guys even know that, that I instituted a no-prick rule? Oh, that's why somebody couldn't come in the other day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Is Brad ready? He is, yeah. Brad Blanks, you dirty... Took me forever again. Now, Brad, I cannot thank you enough for joining us. Every single person but one joined this show from the other one, and you were a big part of this, man. I think the world of you, you know. Well, that. thanks, Tom. Yeah, no, I know, mate. I know, I know. The uh, uh, yeah, Pat called me, and I was up in a mountain. I was trying to ski. I'm not a very good skier with my family. The uh, my wife and my three kids have turned into good skiers, and I'm the guy that carries the ski. So. When I got the call that you were starting the following week, I was up a mountain, I'm carrying skis, kids are yelling at me, and I'm just trying to be professional to, uh, to uh, Pat, who called me. So, um, but, but I'm here, mate, and I'm very proud of you, yeah, which is funny to, to, say, to say to a Hall of Fame radio legend that I'm proud of you. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but, well. but it's, it's kind of it's refreshing. It's like you're a little kid again. It sounds that way anyway because I've been listening to your shows and there's, oh, a, there's a real sense, sense of excitement and uh, me- you're meant to play- be a kid, aren't you? Like uh, in, in terms to create good radio is to have fun and be and then play. So well, well I mean, um, I'm in a situation where the ownership, the Hubbard family. I've known Jenny since she was a little kid. I mean, I've known her for over 50 years. Wait a minute, she's only 30, isn't she? I've known her over four years, and no, but the the, the Hubbard family, the owners of of the situation, the partners in this deal. Uh, you know, I tried to keep Brittany off the show, but they fought me on it. Oh, she's a she's a legend. Brad, stop! I have like I ear to ear smile. I was telling them the other day. Do you remember when you and I drove up to the casino from KQ? we doing a live show. Um, yes. Yes. And you were so funny. You were like a toddler in the car going, Brittany, whoa, what do you think they're farming? And I'm like, Brad, I don't know. Hey, yeah. look, at, look at that house. Who do you think lives there? I was like, yes. Brad. But I, you know, you, you, you think you have authority in your voice. So I thought you knew where all the millionaires Ooh. in Minnesota live. You know? Oh, you're just so lovely. I, yeah, I, uh, thank you. Well, we I, had some good times. We, oh. we, we, we had some crazy days, Brittany. And, I know. Um, yeah, but you were, I mean, that whole, did you do a bus trip? From Minneapolis to Vegas? I did, and I'm, like, hoping that my nine-month-old never gets a hold of that footage. At the same time, I kind of hope she does. Like, legendary. And you've matured into an incredible woman, so well done. Well, yeah, I don't know about that, but I'll take it, Brad. I'm just smiling ear to ear. You are my favorite. All right. Thank you, Dallas. Thank you. I'm telling Sandy you said that. He knows. Sandy's deeply hurt. Sandy knows. Um, (laughs) uh, Brad, have you ever, uh, Rudy, have you ever met Brad? First time. First First time you met Rudy. I'm looking forward to meeting you when when I come to town. So uh, it'll be be good fun. Can't wait. So well Well, done. Have you ever seen, Rudy, the video of Brad Blanks interviewing uh, Jennifer Aniston and (laughs) who the hell else was it? Adam Sandler. Have you ever seen that, Rudy? I haven't. Right. Well, Brad is about what are you six five six six, six something five. like that. I'm right on six, six five. Yeah, six five. You weigh. Yeah, I mean, you got very broad shoulders. I'm you, a big boy. I weigh a lot, and I'm about, I'm about two sixty. Well, but that's yeah. not weighing a lot for a guy your size because you're not no, overweight. No. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, um, Rudy. Do yourself a favor. You got to look up the video of when he is, and you're. Are you on your knees, or are you just hunched well, down on your? Yeah, I, I got right down. I, I didn't get right on my knees. I sort of squatted because I had like five <laughs> little, yeah, you know, those, yeah, you know, those little chirpy, um, you know, female reporters that yes. want to be on extra, but they're not on extra yet or entertainment tonight. That's it. So they're aspiring real life entertainment journalists, and I've never said I'm a journalist. I'm just trying to have a laugh and trying to have a pub chat with. Movie stars, right? You know, I mean, you're a big part of my career. You know exactly what I've been trying to do, and uh, and I'm like, I'll oh, let all these girls get in there and you know try to get the hard hitting interviews with Aniston and Sandler, and I just sort of got down on my knees, and I, it was the best spot for my cameraman with my little camcorder, you know, and uh, you know that was standing behind me, and um, he was sort of getting the footage of Aniston and Sandler, and I and I think I started getting a cramp a bit as I was down there, but Aniston told me to stand up. That was the moment. You stand up, and that's when I put a bit of gravy on the chicken, and I just rose like. And I knew when I was doing, I said, "This is going to look. This is going to look like Dracula in those movies, yeah, Dracula Rises." And I just sort of rose, 
And even I was shocked how far I kept going. I just kept going. <laughs> and my head, my, my head extended. You know, my head went, like, I was, a, I was a, like, not a one foot. I was like a, a, a yard taller than Aniston and Sandler. And you I was were. standing up there. And that's when she turned around and, 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 and well, not turned around, she was watching me rise and then just looked up at me with her, those beautiful Aniston wide eyes and she was in shock. And she was looking around to try to appeal to someone that she was in fear, fear of this animal <laughs> in front of her. Yeah. And she, I remember she turned to her publicist and he's, he's a, his last name, I think his name's Stephen Uvain. He's a, he's, a, he's a famous Hollywood publicist. And he didn't know what to do. He was in shock too, this petite gay gentleman as this animal stood in front of him. He was in shock. And then that's when your Sandler said, you scared, what are you doing to Anderson? You scared her. In that, well, well, he had a better line than that. But um, yeah, it was, a, it was a wild moment in my life. You just don't know when these magic moments in your career can happen, Tom. Yeah, we broadcasting. Oh, <laughs> and didn't Adam Sandler say, because you were in a tiki hut, if That's I remember a, yeah, correctly. Yeah, there was a tiki torch hanging, like a chandelier made of tiki wood hanging above my head. And you can give the sandal a line if you no, want. No, you got to do it because right, you delivered so, beautifully. Yeah, Sandler goes, put your hat on and get out of here. Because my head really hit the... But, yeah, and, and that's the thing. I felt bad for Sandler because a lot of the comments on the YouTube video was like, that's the funniest line Sandler's ever said. You know, um, Ooh. And anyway, um, it was it was a, it was a special evening, and again, you just don't know when those little you know, ten second moments can come along, and people remember remember you for that. So here's what uh, we and I have to I have to ask you a very quick question, Rudy. When James Monroe comes on at nine at uh, nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, do we have from like nine ten to nine seventeen? Is that yeah. open? I was just going to ask you guys if you yeah. wanted to hold off on champions until after yeah. we talk to James Monroe, and then we can bring yeah. you back on, Brad. Yeah. I'll come back. That's that's perfect. What? A, yeah, love it. Love that. I love this. Is, this is Tom. This is what you could do with your own show. You, you got Rudy I know. I there just running a great operation. You know, I love this show. And and if you could, either uh, Brittany or Rudy, if you could track down the audio of that very interview, because. Rudy, I got to believe if you heard it, you'd think it's hilarious the way these two reacted, yeah. right? And you got to and you got to start it in the middle, right? Just before I jump up, it's about yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just start it in the middle. If you can find it, that'd be great. So you, you're going to call I'll call back. At, there's a phone ringing. Yeah, I, I think I think that the, those guys are trying to call. I, I I'm on it. You oh, turn my mic off. I'll work on the Brad Blaze. Oh, thing. gotcha. Okay, got it. All right, okay, good. I'll talk yep. to you at nine ten. Love so, this. Sounds good, bud. Yep. This is great. Thanks, All right, pal. Thanks, pal. Yep. Bye. You know what? How my heart feels so good because he was he was the last one, and the only reason he didn't come on earlier because he was up in the mountain skiing. And I thought I got to get Brad. Brad is a huge part of this show, like everybody else on it. I mean, you go down the list. There's there's Sandy was on, or Kristen Burt on, Chris Eggert on already this morning. Brad Blank's coming on. You got the uh, Score North people, Phil and Judd, and man, we are very very lucky people. We got everybody on this show that we're looking to get, and I am really excited about it. Just let me know when uh, Mr. Monroe is ready to go, and we'll get her done. All right? that work? Oh, you're both off working on something. So I was just talking to, to the audience just now, and I had that. To, yeah, no, the other two were working on some stuff. It does come um, It comes with, with a price to pay, having a lot of people on, which we want to do. Having a lot of people on is going to be very, very exciting. I do want to mention this, though. Uh, oh, are you guys back now? Yep. Yep. 
Yeah, I thought I heard you both pop on. Um, Vikings did release Thielen, by the way. Do you know that? Ooh, didn't know that. Oh, man. Yeah, they uh, just happened five minutes ago. was po- posted that the Vikings have released Thielen, which is, makes me sad because I always liked him a lot. Oh, man. Wow. Don't know okay. him. I'm just talking as a player. Sure. Uh, James Monroe, ready? ready to go. Yeah. Magnificent, ladies and gentlemen. James Monroe and his new animated series, Kiff, premieres March 10th, which is today, by the way, on Disney Channel. Uh, it's available March 15th on Disney+. Plus. What I will now do, Mr. Monroe, how you doing? Doing very well, Tom. How you doing? Never better. Never better. Kiff follows Kiff and Barry as they navigate school relationships in their often eccentric community in Tabletown, a world where animals and magic oddballs tackle day-to-day life together. Uh, tell me all about it, James. I love this idea. I, I, the, the story is so much fun just to follow Kip and her friend Barry, go through these different adventures, learning more about just friendship and family and joy and just enjoying themselves. But also, I play Martin, her dad, who loves his daughter, really, but she is so much smarter than me. And I get wrapped up in this <laughs> while my beautiful wife, Beryl, uh, basically wonders why I just don't understand why my daughters do to me, which is so funny because I was like, I asked Lucy and Nick, I'm like, did you guys follow my life? Because this is pretty much how I am in real life with my wife and my kids. So it, it's great. <laughs> you know what's amazing, James, that you've had a magnificent uh, Broadway career. I have a career fl- across the board, Broadway veteran known for production yeah. Chicago, the smash hit Hamilton playing uh, Lafayette Jefferson's comedic uh, turn as Genie in Disney's Aladdin. Man, you made it uh, a hell of a career out of this, James. And, and to move on to this, I love the idea of, that's the one thing I've never done in my voiceover career, which I don't do much anymore anyway, but I never got to voiceover a comedy character, and that's probably because I sound, I sound like I'm in the mafia. Do you think that's the reason, James? No, no. I, I think they just, you know, there, there's, a, there's, a mag, there's a magnanimousness about your voice that made people just, you know, want to hear you talk about serious things. I think that's what it is. Though. Who's better? I've always loved you, James. I want to point that out. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> no question. Isn't it a is it a ball to go into that studio and work on something like Kiff? It, it, it's got to be so much fun. It is. I'm such an animation buff. When I was a kid, you know, most of my friends knew about, you know, Michael Jordan and all of the wonderful, you know, football players and stuff. And I knew about, you know, Mel Blake and Paul Fries and June Foray. I loved all oh, the sure. super animation actors. And so this is what I wanted to do. So now it is so much fun to go to step in the studio and just make up stuff. Make beer make believe. You know, they tell you, hey, you're a squirrel and your squirrel is driving a car and he's going to go off a cliff and survive. And that's hysterical <laughs> to me. And so I get to do all of the things on this microphone that my wife won't let me do in the grocery store. And it's wonderful. You know, that's the whole thing for me because I'm now a grandfather of three kids. We have two kids of our own, but now a grandfather of three. And one of the great things about having children and then having grandchildren, James, is that you never have to give up animation. I love, I suppose, growing up on, on the Disney stuff and the Warner Brothers stuff and all the rest. I love it. Same here. I, and I still watch it. You know, I when I see something in animation that reminds me of the old stuff, I will actually show the kids. And they're like, what? They're like, no, no, look, look at this joke. This joke actually came. This joke was, you know, premiered on this Goofy cartoon or this, you know, this Looney Tune cartoon. And they're like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, yeah, this joke's been around forever. And it's just, I love that kind of stuff. The, the 
because comedy is comedy, and I, I really enjoy that I get to now show my, I have two grandkids of my own. They're now watching the cartoons. They look up and they see Pop Pop, and they'll hear the voice and then look at me and wonder, how are you coming out of the television? It's one of my favorite moments. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth? I, I, you know, being in the business that I'm in, the same situation, your, your children, your grandchildren, first time hearing you come across the radio or on television or on commercials or whatever it is, and they look at you like, how are you doing that? They think you're kind of doing it at that yeah. particular moment, you know? Yes. Yeah, they, they hear your voice and look at the TV, look back at you, and it's this form of magic that's just really, really fun. But then what's great is that my, my, my kids, you know, not my grandkids, but my kids, they're so over it. You know, I'm like, hey, I got this gig. They're like, yeah, yeah, we know. You're, you're always on TV. We're not what I'm impressed anymore. I'm like, wow, you know. I'm like, you guys have gotten so excited about my job. Come on, guys. Looking back, James, because I can tell you flat out, as, as a child, the first thing that brought me to animation, because I know this can be hard for you to believe, James, but but I, I'm kind of a smartass and got kind of an attitude. <laughs> My favorite character of all the time, all time, to kick it off with Bugs Bunny, man, that smartass rabbit, I loved it. <laughs> I, listen, I thoroughly, I thoroughly understand. Um, that was definitely one of my favorites. I learned a lot of comedy from both the Looney Tunes, but also from Goofy and Donald Duck, just to watch oh, that, the comedy and the wholesomeness of, of Goofy, but finally a character that could actually show some anger, because I was mm -hmm. kind of an angry kid watching Donald do what he did, but also watching the smart aleckness of, you know, Bugs. And actually, that was the first time I realized you don't have to fight a bully, you can outthink a bully. And I was like, oh, that's a whole different way of living your life, of, you know, using your mind to get away and get out of things that may be, you know, scary. And so the cartoons really helped me. But they also told me how to tell a story. You know, Jungle Book was the first movie I saw when I was a kid. When my parents took me to drive it, which doesn't exist anymore. So to see that, and then be, you know, see that Disney cartoon and to be a part of the Disney family in this cartoon, uh, in, a, in a couple different cartoons, it's really been a blessing and quite, quite a, you know, a 360 turnaround in my life. God, it's so wonderful. Talking to James Monroe and his new animated series, Kiff, K-I-F-F, -F, as a matter of fact, premieres today on Disney Channel. It's available March 15th and just yeah. five days on Disney+. Plus. It's going to be, well, I, I, I'm going to be tuning in. I'll tell you that today's the day for me, James, because I just love the whole idea. Now, if you don't mind, I mean, you're, you're, you and I have never met, but I'm looking at your picture right now. Uh, you're not... Uh, diminutive yourself you got some broad shoulders on you man isn't that it's kind of wonderful that that uh we're in a situation where um this these little tiny cartoon characters are often played by these you know very tough looking guy you're a pretty tough looking guy james i, I love the fact you're doing this you know i think i think i think what i love about the world now is that you can exist as two different things you can look one way and your job can be something else, and people go, "Oh, okay, I get it." So yeah, I'm a, I'm a big stocky guy, but um, you know, I'm a big kid at heart, and this 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 rolls yep. right into my type of life, you know, and I I love it. And plus, trust me, the show is so much fun. It's for everybody. It's for families. It's for you know, it's for adults. There's jokes for the adults, trust me, and there's jokes for the kids. Uh, there's a lot of slapstick, great songs. Uh, it's got some great actors involved. It's just going to be really, really fun. I mean, when people see Kimiko Glenn playing Kip or uh, H. Michael Crono playing Barry, also we've got, which one of you mentioned, Bugs Bunny, we've got Eric Bowser, who plays Roy Fox and Reggie, who is the voice of Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. So we've got, like, some amazing folks in the show. And Lauren Ashton plays Beryl, my wonderful wife. 
I mean, we got some folks in this show that when you hear the voice talent, not only are going to be taken away and amazed by the stories, but the vocal talent will like blow you away. Is there a beginning? Uh, now, it pre- premiered. Is, was it a like two, three o'clock in the morning premiere? Um, did you premiere it at midnight last night, Eastern Time? Is that how it premiered? Uh, no, no, it's, it's it's premiering tonight at eight p.m. Um, oh, okay, good. On, like first time people. Yeah, so tonight at eight p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time and Pacific Time. This is if that's that's the first time people are going to see it. I cannot wait to watch it. I just so what. What should I? Is there one special thing about the first episode that you'd like to point out? Something I really should watch for. I, I think you should just watch out for you. You talked about like uh, being 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 funny, but also you know being logical and like outthinking people. Watch the, the, this first episode. You get to watch how Kiff really tries to use her mind to uh, to get what she wants, and that's what makes it funny for me. I just wish that I could, because looking at the, the, uh, the cover art on Kiff, Disney Kiff, the cover art, I wish I could jump high enough to put both my feet at shoulder level. I've never been able to jump that high, James, but these cartoon <laughs> characters can all do it. I think that's one of the things I love about animation. All the things I can't do in life, my cartoon <laughs> characters can do. <laughs> James, please come back again. I'd love to talk to you more as Kiff moves on, uh, on and on and, and gets bigger and bigger. We'd love to talk to you more. But what I really love about it, I can tell it came right from your heart. You're really into it. Makes you very, very happy, which makes me happy for you, James. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tom. Been a pleasure, man. Talk to you later. James Monroe, ladies and gentlemen. See, you guys into animation. I am huge into animation. You love it. Ooh, there we go. There uh, yep. Uh, I, I love it. And as somebody who's worked overnights, the way that I love Adult Swim is violent. I love yeah. Especially when it's kids can watch it and you can still find amusement out of it yourself. There's It's magical. When is that channel going to bring back Black Jesus? I'm <laughs> pissed off that it's gone. I love that show. You love that show. Uh, you didn't you like it? You didn't like it as much as I did, huh? Not as much as you did, but a lot of times, like I was, I was into more goofy, like the oblongs and and things like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I like Adventure Time with uh, Finn and Jake is one of my favorites because yep. the kiddos can watch yep. it, and you, I find it amusing. And um, you know, right now Bluey's big, and this Kiff looks hilarious, so I'm excited. You know, it's funny. Ethan, my one-year-old grandson, you say the word Bluey, he'll run to the TV and look at it. <laughs> I love Bluey because it's like also for adults. It's so funny. It's really good. Yeah. And he just, he's a one-year-old kid, can't even really talk. He talks a little bit, but not much. But he, man, you say that word Bluey, he runs right to the television. It's like, where is it? That's so funny. The only thing Gogo has watched, uh, to my chagrin, is... Uh, Football. I've walked in on Justin and Gogo, <laughs> both sitting there with their their bellies sitting out, uh, watching watching football. So she's she's very into that right now. That's a wonderful story. Did we get Brad Bla- uh, Blanks back? We did. Yes. So hey, mate. Brad Blanks. Yep. I'm here. Yep. I'm rocking. So yeah, like, I, I loved your review uh, this morning on uh, a man called Otto. I I've not seen that film, but off the back of your review, I might go and watch it. The Tom Hanks movie. Some people just hate it. They don't like it at all. I just think it's a very, very positive, very nice movie. There's a lot of talent in it. Uh, there's everybody who lives in the neighborhood eventually. Well, I don't want to give away anything about the movie. I just thought it was very well acted. I will tell you one thing. If you don't tear up, you have no soul at the end of that movie. Awesome. Uh, 
I just don't know that people want to watch movies with a good message anymore, that people actually do care about one another. Isn't that sad you don't want to watch anything about someone that actually cares about someone else? That's right. That's right. Yeah, well, it's, it's crazy to think Oscars. That, that was, that's essentially, someone would say, uh, J.K. Simmons would say to me, Brad, it is your job to watch these Oscar movies, because I told him yep. I never watched that movie he was in with the drum. Um, but I got to say, when I go through the with the drum, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that nice movie where you got angry all the time with the drum. Yeah. What's that That's movie a good called? call. What's that called? Come on, um, it had Miles Teller in it. That was his big break. Oh, right? uh, what is it? Oh my God, Whiplash. 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 Oh, I yes, love Whiplash. that. Yeah. yeah. And I told, and J.K. Simmons won Best Supporting Actor for that, and I, I didn't watch yep. it. I said, oh, I'm really sorry, I didn't watch your movie. And he went crazy at me. He's like, what are you? What's your, your job? You're a, you're a <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it I've was seen awesome. that interview yeah. is good, yeah. yeah he, he was a ripper. And, uh, and, uh, and now I've got to say, the, the only movie I really like is Tom Cruise's Top Gun. You know, I, I love yeah. that, but I haven't. But they tell me I'm going to like, they tell me. People think I'll like um the Banshees of Insurance, because I, you know, I love Colin Farrell and you know, you know, the guy that did, that made it. You know, I love that movie In Bruges from many years ago. Oh, but I haven't great, seen it. the great movie. Yeah, I haven't. Oh, good. So you've seen it. And you, right. Oh, you saw In Bruges. Yes, I remember yes. We, we talked about that many years ago. But uh, yeah, I haven't seen anything on here, Tom. What, if you go through the best picture list, what have you seen? This will be good. <laughs> okay, run one by me, because I don't have any idea what's even on the list. Uh, women Talking. Never heard of it. Right. Um, the uh, Triangle of Sadness. Nope. No? Um, all right. Um, uh, oh, here we go. Tar. T-A-R. Tar. I did see that. I hated it. <laughs> this is good stuff. All right. Now we're going to get to the ones I reckon you might have saw. Elvis. Yep, I saw that. I thought it was pretty good. Not great, but pretty good. Pretty good. I thought um, that Tom right. Hanks was the, was the weak part of that movie, actually. Interesting. Right, good. But you made up for it in the Otto movie. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, Avatar, The Way of the Water. I do not watch three-hour movies. <laughs> all right, that's great. Uh, all Quiet on the Western Front, the German uh, movie. Yeah, but is it that the same as the one that came out in the sixties and seventies? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's a good, good, good. Yeah, well, it's all about the Germans' perspective in World War One. Yeah. Yeah, that the original one was a great movie. I, I haven't seen this one yet, but the original oh. one was terrific. All right. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. I have heard that's wonderful. I haven't seen it yet. What do you yeah, think? Is it as great as everybody look, says? I haven't seen it either. I've, I'm with you, mate. I'm gonna. I might go on a binge. Just you know, sit in my underwear, <laughs> eat popcorn, lock my yes. kids out of a room, just watch them. Watch all these movies on my phone. You know what a life it's become. You know what a world we live in. But nah, um, no doubt about it. Yeah, it's crazy. But I've got a movie for you today. It uh, comes out today. It's called Champions. It stars Woody Harrelson. I'll watch any movie with him in it because he, yep. he just makes me happy, yep. that, that head of his. You know, he, um, I, I once smoked a, a joint with Woody, Woody Harrelson, and I'm not a big oh. joint smoker. Um, yeah, I, was at a, I was at a party, and I'm just standing there having a drink, and I'm sta- I turn around and Woody Harrelson's standing next to me. So he just looks at me, I like, hey, Woody, how you going? And he just started laughing at my head. Yeah, you know, he just but he wasn't looking me in the eyes, he sort of looking at my forehead and what is it? I'm used to it, that's fine. Yeah, well, that's um, what Brittany's always said, you've got a massive forehead. Massive forehead, yeah, it's a very Kelsey grammar sort of head. You know, it's uh anyway, I'm I'm looking 
I'm, I'm, you know, chatting away. Yeah, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it's a funny head. I agree with you. It's funny. And he just kept giggling at my head, and he's smoking a joint. You know, we're, we're inside of like a restaurant, but everyone's been kicked out, and so you, you can smoke in there, I guess. And he said, oh, "Do you want to have a drag?" And I went, "Well, this is a moment in life that I'm, you know, smoking this with Woody Harrelson." So he handed me the joint, and I took a puff and handed it back. And he just kept. It was 15 minutes of him giggling and me trying to have a conversation with him. And you know, um, you know, I've loved him ever since uh, he played Woody, of course, in, in Cheers. Right. Back right. in the days, and um, so he is a um, sort of a a misfit uh, basketball coach who still thinks he can coach in the NBA. He's in, I think, uh, Idaho in a small town in Idaho, and you know he, he he get into a car accident and whatever he has to do ninety days of community service uh, after that, and he get has to coach of a, a team of intellectually challenged uh, young men. And um, it's very heartfelt, very funny, and these kids do a great job as young actors in this, first-time actors, and Woody just tries to keep it all together. Uh, and the love interest in this or is um, Caitlin Olsen from, you know, what is it, It's Only Sunny in uh, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. you know, the mm-hmm. long-running FX show. She's a very funny woman, and the opening scene of this movie uh, is uh, Woody has done a Tinder date, you know, swiping left or right, and he's ended up in a one-night stand situation with Caitlin Olsen. And it's uh, it, the scene goes for a very long time, and it's very funny. She's very, sort of has a lot of curse words to uh, Woody Harrelson that's on the back foot. But I went along to the red carpet and had a chat to uh, Caitlin, who, of course, is married to Rob McElhenney, uh, who owns the Wrexham Football Club, with Ryan Reynolds, that's a you know, which is also an FX documentary series. Um, if you're familiar with that, Tom. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, Caitlin, she's a top lady. Hey, real quick, guys, before we play this, so we're already about 50 seconds over, and this clip is about a minute 52. Is you okay with going long, Tom, or do you want to play it or not? No, we can, no, we can just go go long. That'll be fine. Okay. I'll just force Phil to stay longer. He'll argue, but I'll push him hard. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hang on one second. Here you go. Caitlin, salty but sweet. Salty but sweet, I like it. <laughs> like a chocolate covered pretzel. Yes, that's what you were. Because that opening scene where we meet you and Woody, oh my goodness. And the great thing about it is the scene goes for a long, a long time. It doesn't stop. No, <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's kind of indicative of our relationship, too. It's really fun to make fun of right, in real yeah, life. He yeah. just goes along with it and laughs. I can just say whatever I want. It's lovely. Yeah, because I'm watching this movie going, geez, all right, I think Woody, is he going to get the upper hand in this? No. And it's, no, he did. No. It was a beautiful male-female <laughs> moment, and it involved a bed and uh, maybe Tinder or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. some kind of swiping. Now, uh, life uh, for you in, in this movie, you there's ups and downs as well as salty and comedy there's some serious dramatic moments was it a good feeling to bring those out yeah listen when you're working with a wonderful scene partner like woody it's just really lovely to be able to have some authentic emotion and like it didn't did nothing really seemed forced it just seemed like we were joking around and also having some like real arguments and it was it was it was great yeah he Uh, tried he did his best Wrexham how's Wrexham going for you oh my god it's so good good. (laughs) it's so much fun I'm so proud of this team and mainly the community and all the fans behind it and we're just like so pulling coming to America 
They are coming to America. I'm so excited. Yes. I know. Yeah. So they'll be playing Manchester United. So you. I know. We're yeah. all very, well, very excited. You're a great uh, wife to you know inspire your husband to. I'm a great partner. Yeah, I'm very much in, on board with this whole entire thing. It's so it's God. so exciting. We yeah. we're up every single Saturday morning at 7 a.m. Oh, wow. cheering everybody on. My whole oh, family. Oh, you're awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Dude, Sweet and salty. Like a chocolate covered yeah. freaking pretzel. Yes. Yeah, Cheers. <laughs> Brad, you're the best in the business, pal. Let me just tell you something. You've locked it up for me. I am so happy with the cast. Well, not, you know, Brittany and Rudy, but everyone else. You know. No, seriously. You guys, it's, it's so wonderful. Brad, we'll talk to you next week, all right? Next week. Yes, thanks, Mike. See you, Tom. See you, Brittany. Brad Bye, Brad. Bye. <laughs> Brad Blanks, ladies and gentlemen, right back. Phil, Phil Mackey will join us. Score Norris, Phil Mackey, a couple of minutes from now. On the show. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with a lot of multi-generational, family-owned businesses. Take Raymond Auto Body of St. Paul, for example. Four generations of the Slomkowski family having successfully run the business. When they were ready to expand, we helped them acquire a new building, allowing them to service more vehicles in their state-of-the-art shop. We've also helped them set up the next generation of owners, keeping the business and family for years to come. Tom here. If you want a family business like me or any business, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. I know them and trust them with my banking. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. Sounds like we really won you over, Tommy. Well, let's not get crazy, Brad. Seriously. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience member, FDIC, and equal housing lender. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. Now that Tommy B has entered the 21st century, Tom has always said digital is the future. The guy's been podcasting for almost 11 years. Tom, Brittany, and Rudy want you to listen to the new show every morning. So here's how to do that. You got here. Maybe you're listening to the Tom Bernard stream now. Wow, there's got to be a better way to say that. Now that you're here, you can listen to us every morning from 6 to 10. But the easiest way to listen is to download the Tom Bernard Show app. It's this easy. Go to your app store, search Tom Bernard Show, download it, open it, push play. That's it. And through March 20th, you can get entered to win $1,000 on the app just by opening the app each day. It's that easy. The Tom Bernard Show app. It's free and it's in your app store. The Tom Bernard Show app. Download it now. Still overpaying for a razor? In this economy? Gross. At Dollar Shave Club, you can get a top shelf shave at a regular shelf price. We've been hawking shaving products for years online, and we're excited to bring you the same great quality and low prices at a store near you. From high-quality stainless steel blades to super smooth shave creams, Dollar Shave Club's in the business of making your shave easier. Find Dollar Shave Club in the men's razor aisle. Getting your Dollar Shave Club razor wherever you want. 
Isn't that great? This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we finally talked him into it. Uh, Phil Mackey was not going to come on this morning. Score Norris, Phil Mackey was not going to come on this morning because Robert Blake died and he's in sorrow. But we talked him into coming on anyway. Uh, you did, yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually mourning for a different reason here. I don't know if you guys have uh, seen the news in the last 20 or 30 minutes. And uh, part of my lucrative contract with the Tom Bernard Morning Show is I actually bring my own sound effects, like breaking news sound effects, for instance. Oh, there they are. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Here's right. Phil Mackey. Adam Thielen has been released by the yep. Minnesota Vikings. We just found that out, Phil. I don't like it. I've always liked him. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Phil? Well, so I, I also have always liked him he it, what's amazing is so this dude this dude played division two football i mean the story has been told a million times right but as we reflect here you know on his 10 years or whatever with the vikings division two mankato state had to work his way and he didn't get invited to like the the nfl combine with all the blue chip prospects he had to go to some right. regional tryout basically to even get to an off-season version of the vikings camp and then practice squad, and then he made the roster, and then, oh, look at this Division II player catching some passes. And he eventually became one of the best receivers in the NFL for a few years. Um, I remember, uh, so when Judd and I were first, I think we were paired up the first year uh, doing our our radio show on 1500 ESPN at the time, the first year Adam Thielen was at Vikings camp. And uh, and we created this annual thing because, you know, training camp, it's just a bunch of dudes running around, you know, punt drills and stuff. And how can we make this more fun? We said, let's let's come up with sort of a fun fake award, the Mr. Mankato Award for the under the radar players that generate the most buzz. Right. And uh, and Adam Thielen was the one who generated the most buzz of all the players that were kind of borderline roster guys. And so he came on our show and uh, and this is this is down in Mankato after a you know, an 85-degree practice, and he's probably, what, 22 years old at the time, and we awarded him or crowned him, if you will, the first-ever Mr. Mankato, and we brought him a gift basket, which we just basically bought from the gas station down the street, a styrofoam cooler, three bags of Funyuns, a comb, and some Gatorade. And, um, and he, you know, <laughs> and he, you know, he was a good sport about it. You know, it was kind of tongue-in-cheek. Did we ever think in that moment, handing this kid a styrofoam cooler and celebrating, you know, some training camp moments, that he would become one of the great players in Vikings history? Probably not. The reason why they did this, the Vikings coming in, and this is going to get kind of in the weeds here, but the Vikings had one of the worst, basically, accounting situations of any team in the NFL going yep. into uh, the, the new league year starts next week, and you have to get under the salary cap by next Wednesday. And the Vikings were like $30 million over the salary cap as of a week ago because they have a lot of old, aging veteran players who make a lot of money. And so Thielen yeah. just hasn't quite been as productive. It's hard for him to stay healthy. And um, and the Vikings had to make a tough decision. And there's there's probably, I mean, Eric Kendricks, There's there, this is going to be a tough week for Vikings fans who have Kendricks jerseys, yeah. Thielen jerseys, maybe even Dalvin Cook. But, uh, but Thielen gone after nine years, Tom. Yeah, I, I'm tell, I've never met him, never even talked to him, but I, he's, he seemed like a very classy guy. I mean, you play Mankato State and you end up in the NFL and you're kicking ass in the NFL. That's quite admirable. Yeah. Here's another great story. So John Krasinski, uh, formerly of the Associated Press, now at The Athletic. Most of his work comes covering the Timberwolves these days, but he also has covered the Vikings over the years. And he tweeted this out about eight minutes ago. 
one memory that stands out, talking to Adam Thielen after the San Francisco 49ers loss in the playoffs a few years ago, the Vikings went to San Francisco and the second round just got their asses kicked. And uh, Thielen stands up in the locker room in front of the media, owns the disappointment, refuses to make excuses. After he was done with the media, a teammate pulls John aside and says, that guy played with a broken back. I don't know how he's walking right now. But never said anything to the media, never used it as an excuse. Just one of the toughest dudes you're going to find, man. Isn't that wonderful? Broken back. I tell you, Phil, that, you know, it's one thing about covering sports is that there's a lot of, you know, joy, obviously, but there's also always this disappointment part of it, you know? Wouldn't you agree? Especially if you're a Minnesota sports fan. Yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely. That was my next point. It's like, particularly if you're in Minnesota, you're, you're disappointed all the time. And it just, now, I, I, look, I knew it was coming. I wish it hadn't come. I, I'm a very, very big fan of his. And I, I guess like everyone else, we'll have to move on, huh? Yeah, and now, so now, you know, they, they just have to, the, the, the problem is, and, and this is something that's just sort of life in the NFL, when you, when you clear out salary cap space so that you can make room for, you know, younger players, you're also, you're also opening up, like, you don't, now you don't have a number two wide receiver on your team necessarily. Right. You don't have a starting right. linebacker. So uh, it's going to be a really busy next, for sure, next two weeks because free agency hits. The next two weeks are when, NFL rosters and the Vikings roster, get, they get makeovers. And then the draft comes along in like, what, two months from now, or I want to say six or seven weeks from now. So it's tough because on one hand, you want to celebrate these players that you've been diehard fans of for, you know, 10 years. But on the other hand, you want your team to win. And Thielen, especially at the end of the year, was just, he's just not the same guy on the field right. as he was five years ago. So it's, as a fan, it's that constant tug of war of, man, this is one of my favorite players. You, you, you hate to see it end like this. Um, hopefully it's fairly amicable behind the scenes. Although it sounds like Thielen, and his, his wife has been posting some things on social this morning too. It sounds like Thielen believes, hey, I still have a lot more left to give. You know, My role was sort of diminished with the Vikings. I feel like I can go somewhere else. I will say this. He is tight with Aaron Rodgers, and oh. uh, and and there are there's a lot of steam right now that Aaron Rodgers may be traded from the Packers to the Jets at some point right. this weekend. Right. I could see this is my early prediction. We'll see what happens if Rodgers goes to the Jets, or hell, even if he stays with the Packers. I could see Adam Thielen wanting to team up with Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. for a year and see if they can win a Super Bowl. You know, after that prediction, if it does happen, you're going to look like a genius. <laughs> Uh, we call that, Tom, uh, reckless speculation. Oh, okay. Oh, Phil. You can just throw shit at the wall, and uh, and uh, no one no one checks you on it. It's great. And then the, the upside, you and I both really like. I've, like I said, I've never met the guy, but I, I'm a big fan. Seemed like a very nice guy. And at least he doesn't have the same problems that Tiger Woods has. Holy God, that just popped up on my screen, Phil. What so, in the hell is that now? Okay, so I, I'll admit I haven't like combed through the uh, the legal documents, oh. but it's, so it sounds like so it's a six year relationship, and uh, and Tiger had her sign a non disclosure agreement at the beginning of it. Basically, you yeah. know, hey, you know, I'm a pretty private guy, and I I'm kind of weird. So if we could just uh, keep that stuff under wraps. <laughs> but what happened? So so basically, they were kind of like on the rocks, but they were going to go on. She was led to believe they were going to go on a vacation. And she, so, she shows up at the airport with her bags. And some members of Tiger's entourage tell her, 
uh, actually, there won't be a vacation, and uh, you can no longer go back to the house. The locks oh. are changed or something. <laughs> Seems oh, like a passive-aggressive cool. way to break up with someone if you're Tiger Woods. <laughs> well, listen to this. Tiger Woods not only tricked his ex into leaving the couple's shared home, but also allegedly committed sexual abuse. Jesus. After What's everything that, that he went through publicly, what, 2009 with, with his ex-wife, Elon Norgren, don't you think right. he would just sort of... I don't know, just any sort of weird, deviant sexual tendencies you have, maybe just put those aside. All right, if you're only your doing life. it with one person, what's the problem? Well, it, and, and if you have an NDA, I guess, maybe he thought, well, now, okay, my, my mistake with Elon wasn't being uh, a rage-filled, cheating creep. It was that I didn't have non-disclosure agreements to, mm. to him. <laughs> <laughs> that was the problem, apparently. I just, I think the one thing I've learned, and I'll never have to worry about it, so it'll not never come to fruition. But I got to be honest: if I were a billionaire, I would never tell anyone. Would you tell somebody? Yes, I would never tell anybody that because they, uh, you get close to them, and all of a sudden, somehow, there's all these lawsuits for millions of dollars. I think the problem is, like, for Tiger, if you just sort of drive by one of his 10 houses, you sort of know, right? Like, that, that guy's probably <laughs> That's a That's a good point. Dead Are there away. 17 Maseratis in that driveway? <laughs> yeah, that guy's... Does that guy have a 36-hole golf course in the backyard? He's probably a billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. She's, uh, she's starting out at $30 million, so we'll see how it works. Man. And so she... I mean, but the thing is, she was... All throughout his his comeback, right? His back surgeries and the car accident, him coming back and winning the Masters for the first time in ten years yeah. or fifteen yeah. years. She she was by his side on camera at these tournaments. She basically helped him sort of dig out from this this life hole. So he, Tiger I seems know. like a bit of a sociopath, though. He does. There, look, his father was nuts. I mean, there's no question about yeah. that. Wouldn't you agree? Oh my God, yes. Yeah, so some I mean, of that like, passed you know, along the time. Like hardcore, like drill sergeant golf training when he yep. was, you know, yep. two and a half years old on the range until it got dark outside. Yeah, I don't know. It's just that. Yeah, and I got. I got to be honest with you. I loved watching Tiger Woods play golf. I never, you know, I never. I stood next to him once, and I didn't realize he was as tall as he is. I always thought Tiger was kind of like about five ten, five eleven. He's easily six two, is he not? You know, the only time I've stood within like 20 or 30 feet of him was at the Ryder Cup when the Ryder Cup was here in 2016. And I yep. was, uh, he was, he wasn't playing, but he was, I don't know what you would call them, coaches, advisors. Yeah. They had a bunch of like, you know, prominent golfers that were kind of walking the course. And he did walk by me from like 20 or 30 feet away. He's imposing, man. Like the guy, he is. What is he, 47 years old and still looks fairly chiseled? And, but, yep. Yeah, what a what a tumultuous personal life he has had, and and much of it I get the you know when when you when you grow up with that sort of uh, pressure, and he, I think he would say that it was tough love from his dad, but like he didn't live a normal childhood. No, and uh, the things that manifested from that are obviously playing out over the last twenty five years in his personal life. Yeah, and yeah, no question. Neither I didn't have a good childhood either, but I can't hit a golf ball 325 yards. So <laughs> I would gladly take the shitty childhood if I could add another 125 <laughs> yards onto my drive. Not a problem. Rudy here for second swing. New sponsor. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, let's, let's. Can you only hit it 200? 
Ladies and gentlemen, Score North's Phil Mackey's got to go because you guys, you and Judd, are so busy, it's unbelievable. We got to go get Patrick Royce's take on uh, all these Vikings move, moves here. So we'll, we'll catch you guys. I'm, my guess is something else will happen in Vikingsville between now and the next time we talk on Monday. So I'll bring no my question. breaking please, news sounder. Please say hello to Patrick for me. I haven't talked to him in a while. You got it. Thanks a lot. Reckless <laughs> speculation. <laughs> yeah, I the? love the sounders. Oh, Phil, it's so good. See you guys. He's got the sounders. Thanks, thanks a lot. Score Norse Phil Mackey, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, I thought those guys. And, I, and I'm, this is a good time right here because Tim, Timmy Lammers coming up in uh, about 15 minutes, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know how lucky I feel that we brought all these people along with us. You added the Phils and the Juds of the world and, and some other people. We got so lucky, man. Yeah, we do. We have a we had a pretty fun lineup, and there nobody takes themselves that seriously, and it's just a blast. Right. So fun. What well, is it? Just it moves along, and, and you can tell we all really enjoy each other's company, and that's man. This is something. We had 10 years ago on the other show, and it just, I don't know, it just, I think the problem is that that show got so huge, it was never going to make it big for a long, I mean, it made it for 27, 30 years, whatever, at those numbers, but when the show gets that big, it just, it, it makes people feel really weird, and what this show feels to me right now, and I'm very serious about this, this show feels to me like about 15 years ago on the KQ Morning Show and everybody's working together and everybody's laughing and having a great... Well, Brittany, you were there. You remember. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I think there's something really lovely here. And uh, I promise that we won't get very successful where uh, you have to worry Good. about it getting ruined. Good. <laughs> Thank God we're not going to get successful. You know? You're welcome. I, I got some bad news for you. It already is, so we're screwed. Oh, great. What are you going to do? You can only get bigger. You know what I mean? We, we, well, we've got to top 11 million downloads uh, because, you know, Rogan already set the record, so we got to go to at least 12 million downloads, don't we? Well, if that's the goal, then I can guarantee you that we will never be, uh, quote-unquote, successful. So don't worry about it. <laughs> only 12 million downloads a day? Yeah, we're fine. Yeah, we're going to be... That's a few. We're going to stay under that bar. But, I mean, you got to give credit to everybody involved because they, they, you know, I knew Brittany. I did not know Rudy before, and you were picked by by uh, um, the people in the front office there, you know, Dan Seaman and uh, Amy Daniels. And they I, they knew who I really liked from the other show. I mean, not Sansevier, but all the rest of them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. But seriously, they, they got they got to work, and I said, can we do this, 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 and this? There's this. They did like 20 things that I asked them to do, and they did every one of them really well. You know how great that is? I mean, we're very, very lucky to put this together, and now we, all we've got to do is get off our ass and uh, get to work. You know uh, what I mean? Oh, do we have to? No, because I'm not going to anyway, so it doesn't matter. Anymore. Yahoo! What the hell is this all about? Shut your mouth, Senator tells Teamsters boss. What have you guys seen this story yet? No, I don't. Anything that says the word Teamsters in, I will never. Well, click. yeah, no, I understand. I understand, but this is too good. It kind of looks like uh, everybody's pissed off in this picture. So I don't know what I don't know what they're mad about yet. Mm-hmm. But we can find out quickly. The head of the Teamsters Union had a fiery exchange with Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, a Republican from Oklahoma, at a Senate hearing on Thursday, with Mullen telling Sean O'Brien to shut your mouth as they clashed over unions. O'Brien was a witness at the Senate Health, Labor, Education, and Pensions <laughs> Committee hearing 
on uh, defending workers' right to organize. Mullen said he wasn't anti-union, but he accused O'Brien of sucking the paycheck from workers to earn a salary of almost $200,000. Mullen, a former MMA fighter, claimed union members had tried to intimidate workers at the family plumbing business he owned in Oklahoma. He said he started with less than nothing. Now, wait a second. So now Mullen... Mullen is the... Yeah, oh, yeah... I didn't know that Senator Mullen was a former MMA fighter. Did you guys know that? No, and I actually don't. Ever since that one guy went on and talked about everything he's done that ended up being a lie, I don't even believe when senators tell me they've done anything. <laughs> well, that guy. Oh, you mean the guy in New York? Yes, that was hilarious. My mother was fought in World War II. And <laughs> I right know. Up, like, what? Like, I don't, I don't believe anyone's accomplishments anymore. No, I don't blame you because they're all that guy did. Is there anything he told the truth about? That's a great question. Great question. I got to look up his name. He's so funny. And they did a whole thing on SNL about his past. And they're like, he doesn't either. Like everyone said they claimed that they believed him because he was such a sharp dresser. And then they're like, we can't yeah. find any footage of that. <laughs> <laughs> so he just lied about everything. Yes, it was so funny. But. Um, and Tom, after we do the story, I got a bunch of messages that people really want us to play the Jennifer Aniston and Brad Blanks clip that I found. Oh, yes. So we yes, have yes. to do that after the story as well. Okay. Well, we're done with the story then because I, I just, I just wanted to know what happened, but I did not know that Mullen was an MMA fighter. So no, I was wondering, how do you have the balls to say to somebody, shut your mouth? Well, now I know why he had the balls to say that. Because if the guy didn't shut up, he was going to beat the piss out of him. There's right? that. I mean, uh, and, and the guy we were talking about that they made fun of really hard on SNL and that is found like is George Santos. That was the one that George Santos. He right. was like every every. It was like everything you say was a lie and was it was amazing. It was actually impressive. Everything. I don't know if you know this or not, but I wasn't born yet. But George Washington asked me what he should do, and he became the first president. I actually uh, made his wooden teeth. Were <laughs> Whittle those bad boys. Um, but yeah, as Ridiculous. as impressive goes. So we were talking to Brad Blanks earlier, and he talked about this time that he was interviewing Adam Sandler oh, and Jennifer God. Aniston, and he was kneeling. So I, I found the clip. He was kneeling, and, and um, in this clip, he he's kneeling, and Jennifer Aniston says, why don't you just stand up? And that's exactly where this <laughs> clip is. It's so good. This whole thing is built on a lie. Have you yeah. ever lied to try to get someone's attention? Yes. Yes, yeah, constantly. Uh, you know, you, you lie all the way. Uh, you lie. <laughs> I'm such a big guy, and I get in the way of the. Oh, what stand are you up. getting in the way of? Oh, the camera. Yeah. Oh, I see. Oh my God, that's awful. <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> Can't put, put your hat on and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was. I scared you there, Jen. It was so funny. So he's all uh, above them. Is this like big, like? Like a like a hatch roof thing, and that's when he points up there and says, "Why don't you put your hat on and get out of here?" It's so funny. His giant hat. Oh. Isn't that the way he goes? Oh my god! It's so <laughs> funny, and he's right. It's like Dracula rising from his coffin. Yes. It's like a slow motion stand. We're gonna it post is. that on our Facebook because it's uh, on our socials. I'll, I'll send it to Melissa. It's so funny, and you have to watch it because Jennifer thinks she's being so nice. Like, hey, just stand up. It's fine. And then yes. both of them just, oh, no, don't. Regret. <laughs> yeah, here you go. One more time. <laughs> I'm such a big guy, and I get in the way of the oh, What stand are you up. getting in the way of? Oh, the camera. Yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, my God. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> That's not right. I can't go. <laughs>
Put, put, put your hat on and get out of here. <laughs> Isn't that just? And you can see the video. We can put it up on the uh, on the page if you want. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll, I'll get him on that. I just think I just love working with Brad Blanks. No question about it. Now, did you ever work with uh, with either of them, Aniston? Or, uh, did you work with any of them at all, Rudy? Well, Dan, Jennifer never did do stand up though. She was thinking about doing it, but she never did it. No, uh, no connections with uh, Jennifer Aniston. A s- couple of small connections with Adam Sandler, but never have we, you know, uh, have our twains met, if you will. But yeah, uh, yeah I uh, I literally interviewed him one time when his uh, I think it was like a greatest hits or I don't know I don't remember what the hell came out the greatest hits of Saturday Night Live or something, and I interviewed him. He was a very nice guy. Uh, well, you know Nick Swartzen, obviously. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, because he and Nick are really good friends. Mm-hmm. So, but I never, I never met uh, him face to face. Talked to him one time. Is he a pretty decent guy? Have you heard? I used to live in Manchester, New Hampshire, which is the oh, hometown of Adam sure. Sandler. And I was walking yep. into a restaurant once while he was walking out. And as I walked, it was I, he was by himself. I was by myself, and I walked by, and I went Sandler, and he went try the poutine, and then he kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> Try that. Oh, I love poutine. It's like sounds good, bud. I'm in. Yeah, that sounds magnificent. Poutine sounds fantastic. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. yeah. See, those are the moments that I love so much, and that's the one thing about digital that I will I will love forever is the fact that stuff like that is still around. I mean, some of it got recorded back in the day when it was just on tape, but digital has opened up to everything. And that, if you've never seen it, we'll put that video up on our website. It's you got to watch the video because it's really really cool, don't you think? Oh, it's so funny! Oh my God! I we'll do that from now on. I just sent it to Melissa, so we'll get it up on our social here very soon. Magnificent! Thank you very much. We got to take a break here. We'll be right back. Timmy Lammers is coming on to talk about Scream Six. Some Oscar talk. We'll ask him about all kinds of things. Timmy Lammers coming up right after this break. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and My Pillow are launching My Pillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with the brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. Say goodbye to tossing and turning and flipping your pillow over in the middle of the night. And more great news on the MyPillow 2.0. Buy one, get one free offer with promo code TOM. MyPillow 2.0, with its temperature-regulating technology, is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to receive the MyPillow 2.0 buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code TOM or call 800-516-5146 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. Is your tub worn out, but you're not sure who to trust to replace it? With over 2 million successful bath remodels, people trust Bathfitter because we know how to do it right. We've been custom designing and manufacturing baths for over 35 years. Our unique tub-over-tub installation takes as little as a day with no demo to fit your busy schedule. And we offer a lifetime warranty on every tub. That's how confident we are in our quality and durability. Bathfitter, it just fits. Visit bathfitter.com to book your free consultation. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone, America's number one brakes destination. We have the pads, rotors, drums, shoes, and brake fluids to improve your stopping power. Right now, save 15% when you get any two Duralast rotors with a set of Duralast brake pads. Missing a tool? 
Ask about our free loan tool program and borrow the tools you need to get the job done. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Claim based on data from the MPD Group 2021. Deposit required for loan tool. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. This uh, That's one thing I will tell you. This is a three-hour show, but it, this show flies by to me. Does it go back by as quickly for you guys as it does for me, you think? Yeah, I... Can't believe it's almost 10. I thought we were in like the 8 o'clock hour, and I'm like, oh, wait, I'm not following along. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exactly it. Just let me know when Timmy's ready to go yep. and get him on. He's when actually he's, he's up and ready to go right now, yeah. Magnificent. Tim Lammers, ladies and gentlemen, the lovely and talented Tim Lammers. How you doing, Pally? I'm good. I'm good, and uh, I don't want to start talking without the introduction from Brad Sean Bryant. Oh, oh, pardon me. You know what? I don't think I got that this morning. Uh, there, There isn't one yet. Oh, there's not one yet? Okay. There's not one well, yet, no. Okay, well, it, well. It's getting there, yeah. No, it's, there isn't one yet, though. Yeah. Okay. okay. Look at that. Well, you already ruined the show, Tim. Wait a minute. I like getting paid. I like getting, you know. Well, no, 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 Tim. Michael, you know, he brings me every week to you guys, so. Yeah. No, no, no. But I, You'll still get paid, I, bud. <laughs> we'll make sure of that. Okay. <laughs> we'll definitely. we got accounting for don't that. Don't tell Mike. Not that yeah. he might not be listening. No, listen. Uh, I heard you talking about uh, Adam Sandler. And I have a kind of a unique Minnesota angle story. I did actually interview oh. him in Los Angeles when I had hair which was like 1999 or so, whenever The Wedding Singer came out. And, uh, you know, we start the interviews <laughs> off of the Minnesota stories. And uh, as it turns out, he grew up rooting for Chuck Foreman and the Minnesota oh. Vikings. Oh, I love Chuck. And uh, he's a big fan of the Purple People Eaters. And I said, well, why was that? You know, it didn't seem to make a lot of sense. He's from the East Coast. And he says, well, I love the Vikings because my dad loved the Vikings. So I thought that was kind of a, a cool deal. But, yeah, great guy. And that was the only encounter I have with him because, again, he doesn't, I don't know, he doesn't do many interviews now, probably more that it's online and you can do Zoom stuff. But I know he doesn't do a lot of radio, um, you know, does TV, of course. But, uh, yeah, yeah, good guy. That's wonderful to hear. See, it's always good to hear that the successful people are also good people. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't forget where they came from. I think that's the key. And, and you know, doing stand-up, and I'm sure, Rudy, you know this too, I mean, you don't forget those nights when the audience doesn't respond. I mean, it's not a hard to forget uh, where you came from. You know, I think there's that humility that's involved, which is a good thing, I think. Sure. There's a great story about Adam Sandler while uh, Rob Schneider was on stage one night and just completely eating it to crickets for about 10 minutes. And finally, at some point, Adam Sandler walked out with a microphone and just went, okay, buddy, that's enough. <laughs> like, I'm going to save you here, pal. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I would rather talk with Adam Sandler all day long than waste an hour and a half at a movie called Scream 6. Scream 6. When, well, you know, I, I, I've been talking with people about this. It's like, well, when are they going to learn? Why why sequel after sequel? Why Creed 3, like I talked about last week with Don Shelby? Why? Why? Well, because they make money, that's why. And it doesn't matter that it's a matter of wash, rinse, repeat. It's just basically the same movie over and over and over again. And now we are on number six. They're introducing a new generation. All of the old cast members, with the exception of Courtney Cox, um, they're out of there. 
I guess Hayden Panettieri was in a previous scream. She's back for this one because they didn't want to pay Nev Campbell the money to reprise her role, even though she kind of helped, you know, that make that franchise a success. She was the face of the franchise, apart from Ghostface, of course. Um, so, you know, it just seems like it's the same movie. Uh, different people introduce uh, some folks that the, the one uh, Melissa Barrera plays the uh, daughter as she discovers of one of the original scream killers in the last one so now this one they relocate from westboro uh california which is a fictional town to new york city thinking they're going to get away from it all but ghostface follows them and it's a whole lot of murdering going on but i know tommy you're not into that slasher stuff and i'm not either this is a brutal no. Brutally violent movie. I don't need it. Plus, the fact Brittany Arles uses already uses Ghostface. So why are they taking her nickname? <laughs> yeah, that email's taken. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know the good yes. thing is is that you know generally these movies as they end up, it's it's like a big who done it. Who who is Ghostface? And they try to figure out along the way who Ghostface is. And in the last one, there were a couple Ghostface. In this one, there are. A couple more, so it's just not one person. It's not like a Michael Myers who lives movie after, you know, just is unkillable, right? Mm -hmm. um, I will say, though, this movie is a hell of a lot better than that piece of <laughs> dung heap that that last Halloween, Halloween's, ha Halloween part last, Tom. Yes, yeah, so Halloween part movie. last. So God. this, I, I will say this is better than that, and... They don't cost a lot of money to make. They got stars that a lot of the younger folks know because I'm not a younger folk. Um, and they don't have to pay them as much. You know, they don't pay Nev Campbell and she's not in it. So they make gobs of money and they say, hey, how about Scream 7? So that's why Ugh. we keep seeing these things. And I am just so it's it's boring. It's just really boring at this point. Well, let me ask you a question, Timmy, and everybody else on the show, and all our you know listeners too. I, I just, uh, I did. I don't. I guess horror is still the word. Those movies are nowhere near as good as they used to be. They're all slasher garbage now. Oh yeah, in the most brutal way. I mean, yeah, yep. Hollywood. They can preach to you about all sorts of things, but they're never afraid to show you brutal violence. They're not afraid of showing you people getting brutally. Oh, it's horrible. It it's is. It's horrible yep, right from the get-go. And uh, it's, in a way, it's kind of frightening. Because how long before, I'm not trying to blame, you know, movies for all of the ills of society. But you got to believe when you're exposed to that kind of crap and you want attention, something bad is going to happen eventually, don't you think? I would think so. I just really wish they'd... Look, streaming movies are really good. Although I will tell you what, you know, if you want to get to it eventually, or I can just tell you right now, Catherine and I watched Auto last night, uh, A Man oh, Called yeah. Auto. Loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved every minute of it. Thought it was very, very well done. But it has such a positive message that I'm sure most people hate it. <laughs> now, we were talked about this briefly on the Family Podcast Tuesday. Do you not think... This was Tom Hanks' Clint Eastwood role. This yes. is a movie I could have seen Clint Eastwood doing a few years no ago. No doubt. No doubt about it. Fantastic. And that's what was impressive, because he was so damn good, Tom Hanks, in this movie. And did I also predict that you were both were you both blubbering messes by the end of the picture? I certainly was. Don't talk to me about that. Yeah, yeah, I'll <laughs> never talk to you again. 
Now, no, just honestly, getting back it, to Scream 6 quickly, because yes, sir. Ru- Rudy and, and, and Brittany, they're both younger folks. I, what What is the fascination here? Why is it that, why does this series still exist? I, I think you're, I think you are correct in the way that, like, nobody is asking for this. As somebody who, like, I was their demographic. I remember when Scream 1 came and we were just, yeah. we were fascinated. I was uh, probably a teenager and I thought, oh, this is amazing. I don't even remember being like, we need a Scream 2. But, you know, they keep going back to the well because there seems to be money to be made. Right. That's, that's exactly it. Yeah, same with the fa- the Fast and Furious. Yeah, we don't need mm-hmm. an, we don't yes. need cars in space. <laughs> cars no. are on Earth. That's where they should be. I know you live your life one quarter mile at a time, Vin Diesel, but I live my life, you know, one movie ticket at a time, and an extra twenty bucks to go see you spin out the same dribble. I'm done with it. So I haven't seen a Scream movie since uh, the second one. I haven't seen a Fast and Furious since number four. So that, the thing is, it has name recognition, and that's why they use it. So obviously, yeah, yeah dumb. Yeah, yeah. And again, a lot of these younger actors, I mean, they the, the kids these days, you know, the younger demographic, I mean, they know them from Disney Channel or wherever they come from. Mm-hmm. So I think that built-in sort of audience. So um, Oscars are this weekend. I really wish that Netflix would have held off a week to air that Chris Rock special. Maybe yeah. I, air it on the same night. That would have been funny. But anyway, I, I have some quick Oscar predictions who will win, who should win. Uh, actress, I'm going to say Michelle Yeoh, although Kate Blanchett has been touted as a heavy favorite, won a lot of the major awards over her. Who should win? I think Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. I think she's five or six times she's been nominated now. And if you haven't seen The Fablemans, one of the best movies of 2022. Right. Best actor. Brendan Fraser of The Whale will win. I think he should win. Austin Butler could possibly upset him. He was terrific as Elvis. Mm-hmm. But, of course, yep. they can't split. It's not everybody gets a trophy competition. Not yet. Um, <laughs> the Oscars <laughs> director who will win Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert for everything everywhere all at once and the only reason I say that is because they won the Directors Guild and most of the time those winners go on to win the Oscar however Steven Spielberg should win for the Fablemans this is his life story if you haven't seen it I cannot recommend it enough um, please see this movie uh yeah, you know, they probably figure you know Spielberg. He's got what half dozen Oscars already, so let's just give it to somebody else. And I always got to predict an upset. Best picture. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say Top Gun Maverick. Wow. Because it, I mean, Cruz was at the Oscars luncheon. Everybody wanted a piece of his time. Spielberg went up to him and said, "You saved the industry." I think oh. that they're yeah, yeah. about thirty yeah. seconds, and, guys. Okay, so um, I think they should win as well. Everything, everywhere, all at once, you know, probably will. But I'm going to predict Maverick for the uh, top prize. Wow. I want to see you win Best Actor. Thank you, Timmy. (laughs) It's all an act. (laughs) It's all an act, exactly. Talk to you later. Tim Lammers, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for another great week on this show. We'll talk to you on Monday. 